Because some of y'all ain't got the conviction. Some of y'all ain't got the conviction. You ain't got the conviction because you ain't really studying the game to win it. You studying the game to make a couple dollars. Big difference. Big difference. I study the game to win it. I won't be a champion. I won't go down not as one of the greats ever. One of the greatest in my family. And the reason why I'm saying one of the greatest in my family is because once I get the blueprint and pass it down, I need them to be better than me. What's good? What's good? What's good, man? It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper. Welcome to another episode of Trapping Tuesday. Listen, man, you could have been anywhere in the world, but tonight you chose to be here with us. Trapping Tuesday is 100% the dopest show on the block. Listen, if you're an old trapper, welcome back. We got a seat at the table for you. If you're a new trapper, welcome home. Welcome home. Listen, man, our goal is to help you build legacy. Our goal is to help you, help you understand how to navigate through the market so you don't have to get it out the mud. You can get it out the market. I want to ask you a question before we truly start. But first, you got to like, you got to subscribe, and you got to click the bell. And I need you to share this with a couple of people because tonight going to be one of them nights. I'm telling you, like, I'm feeling vibrant. I got this black on. But I got this black on. I feel like I'm, like I'm trapping. I'm going to say that again. Like, when I got this black on, I feel like I'm trapping. They say it's Black History Month, but my whole life is Black History. I live Black History. I sleep Black History. I eat Black History. I drink Black History. I am Black History. Because as the Wall Street Trapper and as the Trappers, we creating history here. There's never been this many of people that look like us, talk like us, sound like us that's in the market. And I want to congratulate you for that. I want you to let you know that there's somebody that's watching this right now. You are 100% going to be a first generation millionaire. There's somebody that's watching this right now that is truly turning your family's last name into an asset. There's somebody in here right now that's watching this that is reprogramming how your family look at wealth. And I want you to know that's history. I want you to understand that your ancestors right now are looking at you and they're proud of you. They're smiling at you. They understand that you're doing everything that they set out to do. You got the energy. You are now setting the tone. And I want you to be proud of that. So while everybody else celebrate, celebrate black history, we all black history. We live black history. So I want to ask you this question right now. What are the financial boundaries that you must break through in order to transcend into the life that you dream of? In order for you to transcend into the dream that, that your ancestors had, the sacrifices that they made. And I ain't talking about way fall cotton fields. You can go there too, but I'm talking about like your great-grandmother had a dream. I'm talking about like your grandmother had a dream. 
Like in some households, when we when our people talked about Dr. King, you thought they talked about Jesus Christ because there was a certain type of dynamic that they thought that he can bring them to. And I'm telling you right now, you got the opportunity to do it. When I say Wall Street look like us now, like we walking into a dream, we transcending into something. So I'm asking you, what type of financial breakthrough do you have to have to transition into something bigger? It was a few things for me, and I'm going to keep it 100. For me, like I was spending too much money on weed. I was smoking too much. That was money I could have been putting into investing. For me, I had a sneaker habit. That was money I could be putting into investing. And if I'm keeping it all the way real, like when I was in the streets, I had a strip club habit. I was spending money every week, thousands, real talk. I even went on a strip club tour. I went from Miami, I went to New York, went to Atlanta. I'm just keeping it real. I went to Houston. And I ain't got nothing against that, but I'm just saying for me, I had to like put, put myself in check financially. I'm saying you got to put yourself in fight check financially. You know some of the things that you're doing that's not contributing to where you say you won't go. I got to saying you got to change for what you say you want or you got to change what you say you want. It's simple. Like no matter the bills, no matter what, I started just paying myself first. I ain't care what bills was due. Like I started putting me first. I started putting my finances first. I started putting my future first. I started putting my legacy first. Not second. I don't care what bills was due. I put my legacy first. I got real intentional about my relationships with money. Because that's the vehicle that's going to take you to the desired destination. And if your vision isn't aligned with your money behavior, if you are not aligned financially, what are we doing? You selling yourself a dream? You can lie to me all you want, but are you truly lying to yourself? I mean, you can get on a gram and put some of the coldest captions in the world. You can put all the scriptures in the world you want. You can put all the money shots you want. But when the camera go off, are you lying to yourself? Are your activities matching the behavior, matching the mindset, matching the things you said you want? Are you still on a New Year's resolution or you gave up already? Tonight, the name of tonight's show is Financially Incarcerated. financially incarcerated because it ain't that you don't got enough money it ain't that you don't have the tools you just don't have the behavior you just don't you just haven't adapted the habit to be wealthy it's a habit it's a lifestyle I deny myself certain things financially and I put it in my account when I want to go spend some money sometime I'll be like nope straight to the investing account Habits. You live or die by the habits that you create. The habits. We consistently refuse to divulge in the topics about how we are disconnected from the wealth game. I want you to take a minute tonight and write down all the things that come to mind when you go into your mental Google search and look at your own personal references about money. I want you to go in there. I want you to say money and just write down stuff and see what come to mind.
I want you to take a minute and write that down. We talking about pulling the hood up, doing some self-reflection right now. What are your thoughts? What are your emotions? What are the concepts? What are the personal facts? What are the beliefs that emerge from your data bank when it comes about money? How do you expect to achieve a life that you never lived? A freedom that you've never felt? If you don't look at the ugly truth in the mirror. We are functioning on the trauma of uncertainty. Okay, let me, let me, we are functioning on a trauma of uncertainty. Like, you want to get somewhere, you don't know exactly what it's going to take to get there. But the habits that you have haven't changed. So now when you go spend money on a weekend and you know in your heart you spend too much money, you don't want to look at the bank account. Well, you don't swipe the credit card a little too many times, now you don't want to look at the bill. The idea of a bill collector calling you, it makes you shrivel. You buying stuff for Christmas. You spending money for birthdays. You spending money on Black Friday. Everything that's taken away from the life you say you want. We talking about operating in a trauma of uncertainty. Whatever we ignore, we are destined to repeat, y'all. Whatever we ignore, we are destined to repeat. So I ask you, what have you consistently repeated? It's your boy, the Wall Street Chugger, man. Welcome to Trapping Tuesdays, man. Welcome to Trapping Tuesdays, man. It's going to be one of them nights, y'all, I promise. I promise, like, I'm feeling real, like, good. I'm feeling real revolutionary today. I'm feeling real revolutionary today. I'm feeling real standing up at the Olympic podium, first place, second place, but I got the black glove on my hand. I'm feeling real revolutionary today because I know tonight somebody going to get a transformation. I know tonight with the knowledge we got tonight, like I don't know what, what it was about this week, but I put a certain type of, like I put a certain type of sauce in this week. I put a certain type of information, like as I was writing it, as me, me and the team was going through, I was like, oh, that's going to change them. That's going to hit them. So I just want you to know tonight, like if, if, if you ain't shared Trapping Tuesday no other night, Tonight you need to share. Tonight you need to have your pen and your pad. Tonight, that night that you need to say, you know what? I'm changing. Before we even go and leave it, before we go in the first, I like that, Tony. Like, like I'm feeling Wayne, like, 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 I'm feeling colossal. <laughs> I'm feeling like that tonight. It's gonna be one of them nights. It's, 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 it's gonna be one of them nights where you get this tonight. It's one of them nights. So before we get started, I want y'all to do me a favor. Right? Let's like this. Let's get the likes up, y'all. Subscribe and hit the bell. Like, hit the bell. Hit the bell. Right? And I'm going to say something too, man. Like, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. You got to create new habits when you build, when you plan this wealth game. It's, it's, it's like exercising. Like you go to the gym. You can't go to the gym just on Tuesdays. 
You, you can't come just to trap and Tuesday, yo. Like we putting out content every day on this network, on this. Like you need to be you need to be like enthralling yourself in that. Like we take the time to live there and put the audio out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Like you need to be enthralled in that. Like I dare you for the next 60 days, yo. The next 60 days, I dare you for the next 60 days to just say, all right, you know what? I'm about to fast. And thank God Ramadan about to come up for me too in a couple days, right? But I want you to do something. I want you to, you know what? I'm about to dedicate myself to this. Like when I'm in my car, I'm going to live there. I ain't going li- to listen to the music for the next 60 days. It ain't going to hurt. You've been listening to music your whole life. All the songs that you know, you know them already. You feel me? You know them. For the next 60 days, yo, I need you to be in your car like, yo, I'm on Trap and Tuesdays. For the next 60 days, like Trap be giving me game. I'm on Trap and for the next 60 days, I need you to be going look at from episode one. I know the content wasn't the best on episode one. We was learning. But by the time you get to episode 32, you're going to be like, bruh, I see the difference. And the game just got better and better and better. Like for the next 60 days, y'all, like you got to, some of y'all got a problem with just committing to the process. You don't want to commit. For the next 60 days, yo, I need you to just commit to the process, fam. And we're going to get to it tonight, but I'm just feeling real revolutionary tonight. I'm feeling like somebody need this spark tonight. I feel like tonight somebody need to, somebody need, somebody was having a day, somebody looked at their bank account, somebody looked at their finances and was like, bro, like this, this gotta change. Somebody said rent tomorrow and they was like, damn, again? Somebody said the light bill tomorrow and they said, damn, again? Somebody don't got the privilege, even though we think it's ordinary or we think it's second nature, but somebody don't got the privilege to have all their bills on auto pay just yet. For somebody, that's a goal. Like, I just want all my bills on auto pay where well, I ain't got to worry about it. For somebody, that's a goal. For somebody else, you feel like that's a norm and you ain't taking it. But somebody else like, yo, that's what I want to do because I'm tired of living check to check. I'm tired of overdrafting. I'm tired of having insufficient funds. I get it. So tonight, somebody, you need to take the next 60 days. I need you to dedicate to financial revolution in yourself. Financial reconstruction. Tonight, somebody going to take that chance. Jose, what a thing. It ain't hitting. My the sizzle. You got to fix it. Something ain't right. But that's it, man. So tonight, let's do this, man. Here's what I want to do, man. Let's go. Let's start tonight. Y'all know how we start off, man. We start off with our certified trap of mantra. Let's start off with the mantra. Let's get up. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. You know what it is. It's that time. Right? It's that time. Right? It's that time. Let's go, man. Hand over the heart. Let's go, man. I am a certified Wall Street trapper. I'm confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money, and I am more than capable of operating that machine. Not only will I free myself, 
but my family will eat for a lifetime based on the information I apply today. I am a money maker and a wealth builder. Today, I break all the chains that anchor me to the poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now because I have turned our last name into an asset. My family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today, I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will the generations behind me inherit lack. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. I am a first generation millionaire. I am the architect of my family's legacy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper and Wall Street looks like us now. Let's clap for that, baby. Let's clap for that, baby. Jose, we 20 minutes in, bro. We got a thousand people watching, man. It's going to be that fire tonight. You see the type of zone I'm in? Y'all see the type of zone I'm in tonight? Hey, y'all, check this out, y'all. If you on here right now, yo, go to, go to Trapping Tuesdays. Y'all going to see me live. Go to the Wall Street. Looks like us now network. Let's go, family. I want to see y'all in the chat. If you come from the live and you in the chat, I need you to come to the chat and say, I'm in the chat, trap. I need you to like get that out there, man. I'm gone. We going to go. We going to rock out. Jose, I'm going to post that one on Instagram. They need to see that type of energy. That was big energy. That was big old energy. We feeling like that tonight. We feeling like that tonight. Hold on. Give me a second, y'all. Today, give me some music. Today, give me a... Let a hey, Tootie cooked up a beat this weekend? Oh, my God. Today, let me that beat, man. Tell me in the chat how you feel about this beat. Tell me in the chat how you feel about this beat. I went, hey, if y'all saw the beat while I was talking about, this was Tootie. Oh, they in the chat, trap. Let's go. Cook that beat, Tootie. I like it. Hey, tattoo it how y'all feel about that track. Ooh. <laughs> Tonight gonna be one of them nights, y'all. Tonight we gonna cook. Tonight we gonna let them know we come to play. We come to play the well game. Tonight gonna be that night I told y'all. Somebody gonna take the steps of forward to get into auto pay. Somebody gonna be able to pay their bills two, three months in advance. Somebody gonna take the step forward to financial freedom. I see you. Buzz Buzz, I see you. Larry Morgan, I see you. Leron Bryant, I see you. Nate Ortiz, I see you. Trey D, I see you. Double zero, I see you, I see you in the chat. I see we flaming. Trapping Tuesday, we next level, y'all. When you come here, 
You leave here with the tools, man. We leave here equipped. We equip to play the wealth game. Every week, I want to help you learn how to build wealth in this game. I want this game to be second nature to you. I want you to be able to teach your grandmother and your son. I want you to teach your grandfather and your daughter. I want you to teach your auntie. I want you to be able to teach your auntie, your nieces, and your nephews. Your best friends. I want this to be in a group chat. Yo, we talking about stocks. We talking about business. We talking about investing. This needs to be in a group chat. Financial incarceration stops tonight. That's how we rocking. You tired of people being culture vultures? Well, we are the culture. You tired of people preying on us financially? Let's get our mind right. Let's get our money right so they can't play on us. Let's get our IQs up. Let's get our acumen up. Let's play the game. Let's get the pawn on the other side of the board so you can become a knight, so you can become a bishop, so you can become a king, so you can become a queen. So once the pawn get on the other side of the board, the whole game get different. Let's play. Let's play. We here for that tonight. Tonight we gonna play the game. Tonight we gonna read the instructions. We ain't gonna just say, oh, I'm 35, I'm 45. I'm supposed to know about money. If you don't know about money, we gonna look in the mirror and say, yo, I don't know about money, but that's today the last day. I don't know how to balance the checkbook, but today the last day. This is the last check, I don't know how to balance. This is the last time I max out the credit card because I'm gonna learn a game on how to play the credit card game. I'm gonna learn how to build a business. Ain't if you don't know how to do it, it's not an excuse for you not to do it. Tonight we set the standard. Tonight we learn how to play the game the right way. Tonight we're gonna get somebody financially free. Tonight we feel a real revolutionary. Because building wealth is a revolutionary act, yo. You gotta do it scared. You scared because you like trap. I don't wanna lose no money. Look, check this out. In order to play the game, you gotta be willing to lose a little money. In order to play the game, you got to be willing to lose a little money. Because guess what? You don't waste some money a whole bunch of times. You don't got 0% return on a whole lot of paychecks. Tonight, we're going to kill that. Tonight, we're going to kill that. You don't bought a whole lot of clothes. You don't need no more clothes. You got a whole bunch of shoes. Stop going in the closet saying you don't got nothing to wear. You got stuff you ain't wore from two summers ago. We killing that tonight. We killing that tonight. I tell you what, go create a design on a t-shirt and get 50 of them printed. Get 10 of them printed. I dare you to wear it for the next 60 days. I did it. Whatever it take. Whatever it take moving forward. Whatever it take moving forward. That's what we doing, man. Let's tweet around that beat for a minute. I like it. Ooh, woo. <laughs> Ooh, woo. Hey man, let's just tell Tootie how much we like this track. This might be one of my favorites, y'all. Tootie flamed us with that track. I thought hearing that track, I just thought it, I felt like I was. I'm, you did. Let's go, man. Listen, man, tonight gonna be an amazing night, man. Let's go, man. Word on the street, man. Y'all know, man, how we get down tonight. Let's go, baby.
In the chat right quick, man. I just want to see how you're feeling in the chat right quick. Black Phoenix, I see you. Kerry Rainwater, I see you. Jaquan Thomas, I see you. Ooh, I see y'all in the chat, man. Let's go, man. I do want to say something right quick, man. We are doing a 35% off discount for International Women's Month. Shout out to the queen over here, Satori. We see you, queen. We appreciate you so much. Listen, man, we can't really build wealth without the queens, man. We appreciate what they've been doing. We appreciate the hard work. Thank you, everybody, for the super chat. The code for the 35% off on the Trapper Apparel is WOMAN, all capital letters, 35. WOMAN, all capital letters, 35. It'll get you 35% off on your Trapper Apparel all month long, man. All month long, man. If you place your order during the group, during the live, come in the live and say, I just got my order trap. I got my trapper attire. We doing this for the queens, man. Y'all know we got that Jesus tears pink. Y'all know that's hot. We got that Jesus tears pink. You know what I'm saying? We got that 36 ounces white. Listen, man, woman 35 is the code, man. <laughs> Khadijah, my girl. We got the Jesus tears pink in the chat, man. Woman 35 is the code. We putting the link and shout out to the team for all the women, for all the ladies, and the gentlemen, if you want to use it, all the um man, I forgot what you go. LGBTQ, that's right. Did I say the thing? B B T plus. Okay, I, I, I apologize if I said it wrong. I ain't mean to offend nobody. I rock with everybody. We good. But we got the discount for everybody. We're going to just say it like this. We ain't discriminating on nobody. That, that way. That way, Jose ain't got to worry about censorship. Jose ain't got to worry about censorship. Right? George can zoom in a little bit because he ain't tripping on it. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into it, man. World on the street. Let's get to trapping, y'all. If y'all ready to trap, say we trapping, man. All right, man, I got my, y'all know when I got my pen and a pad, we on fire. We on fire. All right, man, so this week, man, the Dow Jones was, today, man, the Dow Jones was down. The S&P was down. And at the last minute, the NASDAQ went down. But they barely eked out gains. But here's what I want to do. I want to bring this to everybody's attention right quick. I want y'all to say this in the chat. Did the rule of 16... Did the rule of 16 prove right or wrong for us? Did the rule of 16, Jose, that was a mark my word. That was a mark my word, Jose. We talked about the rule of 16. Now I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna tell y'all about something. I was talking to the triple, the masters of the triple beam this week. Because we did a lot because they got the triple. If I got some masses of the triple beam in the chat right now and you've been using that triple beam, you looked at the triple beam, you know, you know, say talk about it in the chat. Right. Talk about the triple beam in the chat. Um, but we did a call this week. And I told them that. I said so far this year, I put in four trades, five trades. 
And I say, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in the fact that the first trade we did together, we had to take a small L. But I'm, I'm appreciative that I was able to break down to them why we took the small L and why I told them just watch this go down. And so far, the triple beam, I mean, the rule of 16 told us that the market was going to go down at least 1.5%. It went down 2% alone from Tuesday to Saturday. It balanced, and then now the market ended, the S&P ended almost 3% down. I'm telling y'all that emotional decisions are not what I do. I base my decisions on data. I base my decisions on value. And those are the things that, that help me move. Now, most people do, like, I never said I was the best trader in the world. I just know how to make money using what I do. So a lot of people going to do calls and puts. I rarely do puts because I just like seeing the market go up to buy that. So for me, and I told them that, I say I'm not a, I'm not a put person if I'm, and I never profess to be one. I love to put calls in the game. Like I said, every, like once a year, I may do a put. I like to see the market run up. Um, and I do my best to try to find those pockets in the market where we can make money at. Because there's always somewhere you can make money at. And sometimes you got to sit on the sideline. And I'm okay with sitting on the sideline. You know, for me, uh, for me doing anywhere between four to six trades a year is perfectly cool with me because I just let my runners run and I peel back. Um, but the masses of the triple beam, man, um, you know, the, so far the rule of 16 working for us. And if you in the masses of the triple beam, look, man, play with that triple beam, learn it because it's going to help you. It's going to help you. All right, let's go a little further, man. So today's heat check, man, is at 1.2. Y'all know why I talk about this, right? And here's why. Check this out. Today we had 3 million. 25,252 calls. But then for puts, we had 3,070,724 puts in the game. Now, it wasn't a large number, but let's talk about the catalyst that drove that. So, CPI data came in, hot. People staying, laying people off, right? And now, the new information is the new data that's out is saying that we may get a 50% rate hike next month. Now, that takes the Fed off course because we were on coast to 25, 25, but then they realized that Fed fund rate, getting that down to 4% is going to really be tough. Now, if we go back to episode 28, we talked about second half expectations. We said that the year was going to end flat. Remember, I told y'all my expectation is the market to go to what? 3,200. That's what I see. Based off data, based off some of the things I look at, I see the market going to 3,200. So for me, what I'm doing right now is thank you, family, for the super chat. So what I'm doing right now is I'm looking and trying to find, remember what I told y'all? What if <laughs> Timothy Davis say, no, trap, not 32. <laughs> it's all right, family. It's all right. 
And it's going to be tough for us to get all the way to that 2.5% normal rate. It's going to be real tough for us. We probably don't get that to 2025 because we got a long way to go. So what that means is the market is going to trade up and down until the Fed feels comfortable. Remember, y'all, the market is going to always react to what the Fed does. And something we know that always happens is every time Jerome Powell gets on TV, the market goes down. This is not a fiction. This is fact. Between Jerome Powell and Jamie Dimon, I can guarantee they are probably the two most uh, powerful men in the financial game. 100%. Right? And so I want us to always understand that Investing is 20% decision-making, 80% patience for the opportunity. 20%, 20% decision-making. Because once you see the data and once you've seen it a couple of times, like the market ain't going to do nothing new, y'all. Even when they get on TV and say, we haven't seen this in two years. We haven't seen this in five years. The market is not going to do anything new. The thing that we got to do to slow the game down is collect enough data. And the way that we collect data is by what? Being in the game, watching the game, seeing what's going on. Okay, this news does this. This news does that. This make the markets react this way. This make the market react this way. I'm not telling y'all I'm smarter than y'all, but because I've watched the rule of 16 for some time, I'm like, bet. And it tells me when I studied it, three, two thirds of the time, thank you for the super chat, beloved. It tells us two thirds of the time that the, the, the rule 16 is correct. Now, the thing about me is, Two-thirds of the time is enough for me to make an educated guess, a.k.a. a hypothesis. So if the rule of 16 tells me, oh, the boom, 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 I'm going to watch that and be like, yo, the rule of 16 says this. Now, here's the thing. If the rule of 16 is wrong, guess what I mean? The one, this one time is wrong, I got three more times for it to be right. I ain't tripping on that because every, even in this, every investment you make, no matter how much research you do, no matter how... Every stock that you have in your portfolio ain't going to be a runner. If you put 10 stocks in your portfolio, two of them, just gonna be, you're going to be pissed off. At like, bruh, bruh, what are you doing? It just happens that way. But I'd rather have eight right and two wrong than eight wrong and two right. It's about a game of wins and returns. Remember what I told y'all earlier. You can't play this game if you're scared to lose money. You just got to have the confidence and watch this what I'm about to use right here. And the conviction. That conviction smokes y'all. Because some of y'all ain't got the conviction. Some of y'all ain't got the conviction. You ain't got the conviction because you ain't really studying the game to win it. You studying the game to make a couple of dollars. Big difference. Big difference. I studied the game to win it. I won't be a champion. I won't go down not as one of the greats ever, one of the greatest in my family. And the reason why I'm saying one of the greatest in my family is because once I get the blueprint and pass it down, I need them to be better than me. 
I need my family that get the game for me to be better than me. I'm just the person that's using the information as a staff, as a rod to split the Red Sea of poverty. To split the Red Sea of check the check. To split the Red Sea of lack. To split the Red Sea. And I got to split the Red Sea long enough for them to come behind me. Not just because a million dollars ain't enough to all them generations. A million dollars might help me. It ain't going to help multiple generations. So I'm going to split the Red Sea of poverty. I'm going to split the Red Sea of financial gain so my family can come through and they can keep coming. Because I'm only one generation, one newborn away from somebody feeling like they entitled. I'm one, new, I'm one newborn away from them feeling like they ain't got to do the work and collapse everything that I'm building. I'm one. So I got to lay down enough blueprints. I got to play the game long enough to have enough data that way every generation that come behind me can play the game. Boom, my daughter's six. She got a custodial account. Guess what? That's the new norm now. That's the new norm now. So now every baby that's born in my family, yo, you got to open a custodial account for that child. I don't care. I don't care if you put $50 in it. For the first birthday, we got to put some money in a custodial account. We got to set a new norm. I got to split the Red Sea of poverty, yo. And the knowledge and the information is the staff. The stock market is the vehicle that's going to get us through. But we don't just stop right there. We don't just stop right there. And we got to play the game in every which way. We got to play stocks long term. We got to play stocks midterm. We got to play options. We got to learn the game. They got so many layers for us to play the game for us to stop at just one. I'm not just a long term investor. I'm a growth investor. I'm a value investor. I'll play the game. I'm on the chessboard, yo. I won't move every piece. Don't box me in. I won't let you. I'm playing this game to be great and you can't be great doing one thing. You got to be versatile. And that's the game we playing. We splitting the Red Sea of poverty so that generations can come behind. One generation got to be responsible for two more. You get the information, information, how many people you putting on? You get the information, how many people you showing it to? You get the information. Are you writing down the L's? Are you keeping score of the W's? Because the L's is what I learned from. When I lost 100,000 in PayPal on the option trade, I said, Bet, what did I do wrong? Let me go back. Let me study the blueprint. Let me see what I did wrong. Let me back test it. Let me see what that I didn't put in place. When could I have got out? When shouldn't have I, when should I have got out? Why did I lose 100,000? But guess what? We came back smoking. We came back smoking. After the PayPal trade, we did 100,000 on three trades after that. Cool, let's get it back. But I need 250 now. I got to make up for that because I don't like just to break even. You got to stop playing the game to break even. You got to play the game to be a champion, yo. Jordan ain't never went to game seven. He killed you in six. Championships. Championships. I ain't making the game harder than it has to be. If I know you ain't on my level, I'ma demolish you. Poverty ain't on my level. Lack ain't on my level. It's too much abundance out here. I'm demolishing you. My daughter gonna know what financial freedom look like. She gonna know what opportunity look like. We demolishing that. That don't got no room to live right here. It don't got no room. And then her kids ain't got no room. And when she get a husband, if he don't know how to play the game, he don't belong here. 
I worked too hard for my last name to be what it is. I ain't gonna let nobody come mess it up. And you gotta have the same goddamn mindset. You making too many sacrifices. You putting in too much work. It ain't supposed to be easy. You gotta reconstruct. You gotta demolish. The wealth game, the gap gonna keep getting bigger if we don't step in. We gotta be 10 toes down. We gotta be 10 toes down. Ain't no turning back. Once you make the first investment, ain't no turning back. You lose a little money, so what? Ain't no turning back. You gotta build the boat and burn the bridge. Ain't no turning back. Tonight, we gonna set somebody free, yo. I'm feeling revolutionary tonight. I'm feeling, I'm feeling revolutionary tonight. We gotta disrupt. We gotta disrupt. If you a disruptor, I need you in the chat to say, I'm a disruptor. If you a disruptor, I need you in the chat to say, I'm a disruptor. And you ain't saying it for me, you putting it in the chat so you can put it in the atmosphere. You ain't saying it for me. You ain't doing this for me. You ain't tuning into this for me. You putting it in the chat so we can see it, so we can put it out there, so the world know you here. Financial revolutionaries, man. That's how we playing the game tonight, man. Word on the street, man. Let's go, man. Look at these top 10 industries, yo. Let's look, look at these top 10 industries, yo. You know, we got communication services down. We got consumer discretionary down. Consumer staples was down. Energy was down. Financial was, was a little bit. Financials was a little bit. Information technology, materials, real estate. Let's play the game how it's being played. All right, man, let's go to this next sector right quick, man, this next segment. This next segment is called 1-800-TRAPPER HOTLINE. Hey, yeah. 1-800-TRAPPER HOTLINE, man. We got a call from Lee Sanders III. He says, trap. I was looking to get the ETF VIT as a Roth IRA. However, after looking in things more, I may go with VOO. Can you actually move your Roth IRA from one ETF to another if after some time the ETF is not performing? All right, so Inside of that Roth IRA, yes, you can have ETFs. Now, moving your Roth IRA to an ETF, I don't, I don't, I don't think you want to do that. You, I'm thinking you're saying you have an ETF inside of the Roth IRA. Can you move that or can you trade that? Yes, you can. But here's what I will tell you. Just because a, a stock is underperforming now doesn't mean it's going to underperform for the long run. And I, and I think you meant VTI. I think that's what you meant. Now, here's what I will say. VTI is a world global ETF. VOO is the SPY. So they're similar, but they different. Now, I'm not going to tell you to move one from the other. You're investing in the ETF. You did that because you want to be you want, a, you want a passive investment going on. If you're going to believe in the ETF, stay in the ETF. You don't, you don't have to move that around. Stay in the ETF and let it's in your Roth IRA. You have time. 
It's in your Roth IRA. You have time. You don't have to be, you don't have to try to, you don't have to actively manage your Roth IRA. Your Roth IRA is for you. And at the end of the day, you want it to, you getting it because at the end of the day, it's, um, you get the tax benefits for having any of that loan. So I, I wouldn't say move it around. I say we just ride out with VTI and just let it, let it, let it do what it do, man. Let it do what it do, man. All right, let's go, man. Next caller. Next, next caller we have. Beats by Roy. Beats by Roy. My question is, Trap, I have an emergency fund and I'm wondering, what do you think of me putting my emergency in a four-week bond so I can get some gains instead of regular savings? I think no. I, I think not. No, don't. Listen. Flush that idea down the turtle. I'm from New Orleans, so I said turtle. Flush that down the toilet, right? Down, down. Flush it down the toilet. Here's why. It's your emergency fund. And tonight we'll talk about bonds, but if it's an emergency fund, here's what I will. Now, use it as your, hold up. This is not investment advice. This is not investment advice. This is just entertainment and a, and a, and a what would trap do moment. Right. So emergency funds are for cash you need on hand. So I have no problem with you being liquid. I have no problem with you being liquid. Right. I do. I do not want you to put your money in a four week bond. No, indeed. Never do that. I don't want you to do that. Right. Here's the other option for you. I'm not a savings account person, but I think you can use like a high yield savings account. If you just want to do something, that may help you out, right? Or, nope, I'm not even giving you that advice. You can put it in a high-yield savings account and just let that work in case of emergency and just let that be your thing. The second thing I would do is create another, I would take half of that and put it inside of the VOO and just let it rock out, reinvest the dividends. We pray that you don't have an emergency within the next 50 years. And if you do have an emergency by the time you need it, the VOO can actually compound for you. And you, because that's what I use my savings for, but I would use half of it in this uh, high yield savings account so it can be liquid right then and there. Because if the emergency happened on a Saturday, you can't get the money out of the stock market. If the emergency happens on Christmas, you can't get the money out of the stock market. If the emergency happens on President's Day, I wonder why that's a holiday, but you can't get it out of the stock market. So you need to be liquid at some at, at some at some portion of your life. You need to have something that's liquid. You need to have something that's liquid. So that's what I got to say about that, man. Let's go to the next segment, man. <laughs> All right, man. So today, man, the retail sector was cashing out. Let's talk about something, man. So today, Target did beat uh Earnings, which was actually pretty good. Target beat earnings, but I'm not essentially sold on that. Now, watch this. If you're in, if you're in the triple beam team, lottery pick, or master of the triple beam, we give you a breakdown even more so on KSS, on Coles. We said it one time on here, but we give you a complete breakdown on it. 
and that stock should be doing good for you. So year to date, Target is up 15, six, Kohl's is up six, um, 13%, and Walmart is up 0.35%. Now, here's how I feel about that. I feel like I don't want us to get caught up in the retail hype simply because the consumer is going through a phase right now. Right? So Walmart told us to, Walmart told us sales was going to go flat toward the third, fourth quarter. Home Depot said sales was going to go, um, the consumer may go flat a little further. Um, I'm not as confident in the consumer as everybody else is. I'll just say that. I'm not as confident in the consumer as everybody else is. And I think that we should be mindful of the consumer. Now, being up 15% is actually doubling what the S&P is up. A little at 4, 8, 12. Actually tripling with the S&P up because the S&P is up about 5% right now. 4%, I'm sorry. So Target up 15%. Kohl's up 13%. But here's what I just saw right before the show started. I did see that... Um, I did see that this futures market is down right now because people just, they just, investors don't like the, the data that has came, that's came out. And so I would be, I would, a friend of mine asked me today, Trap, do you think I should invest in Target? I said, not right now. I said, that little pop it did today, the, I think the market going to devour that. I think it's going to come back and get that. I think it's going to come back and get that. So I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that because right now I think the consumer. I'm in a bind, Nate. Some other time. I think the consumer is in a bind. I really need this money, Nate. <laughs> I think the consumer is in a bind right now. All right, man, let's go a little further, man. Let's go a little further, man. Let's go a little further. All right, so watch this, y'all. Watch this. So there's been a big thing in the market today talking about student loan forgiveness. Now, it's a thing, and here's what I want to tell you. $6 billion in student loan debt cancellations, the judge like, mm, we'll think about it. Here's what I do want you to understand. The company is called Navient. Take a symbol, N-A-V-I. Just in case you want to get some of your money back, just in case you want to turn your... <laughs> your student loan department to a trap house, right? Go ahead on invest in the company. Now, again, that wasn't investment advice. I was joking. I was joking. Because somebody going to say, Trap, you told me to invest in that company. <laughs> I definitely was joking. But in case you wanted to know, this is a to whom it may concern. Right? This is a to whom it may concern. Right? Navient, the ticker symbol is N-A-V-I. You want to go get some of your student loan money? Go get it from them. Tell them pay it to you in stock, in equity. Pay me in equity. <laughs> in case you didn't know. Uh, so Navient, the, so here's what you need to know, though. Here's what you need to know. By August of this year, then people gonna want they they want you to start back paying loans. By August of this year, they talking about making y'all go back to paying loans. Now I'm gonna tell y'all something. I'm gonna tell y'all something that's real talk. 
Everybody going to want their money right now because America is $31 trillion in debt. That debt ceiling coming up right now. Everybody going to want their money. I talked to y'all about I talked to y'all about Social Security. I talked to y'all about them people trying to cut Medicaid. Then people, it was only right that they were gonna come say it'll give us this student loan money. As of right now, I think it's somewhere around like four billion dollars out in student loans, yo. Well, it's six billion. Six billion to be canceled. Yo, student loan is a huge money maker. I'm telling y'all, by August, I, I was listening to the people talk about it today. By August, it's going to be the latest. They're going to be like, yo, come, let me get that student loan money out. But check this out. I did a little research for you. I did a little research for you. Go to the next slide. Watch this. Contact your loan officer. Apply for a driven repayment plan. Most employers offer up to $5,250 on your student loan tax-free. Tax-free now. Tax-free. Contact your loan servicer. Apply for an income-driven repayment plan. Set 35% of employers now offer that, and then the other percent, 65, is coming up with it. 35, 25% of loan officers help you with that, yo. 24% offer the plan. If you in student loan debt, Don't let that hinder you, yo. Don't let being in that, don't let that hinder you, right? We understand that, you know, America operates off debt, man. And we know that, we know that, we know that people go in debt for school. And we know a lot of times you, you're never truly able to get back the wages that you made from college. Now, I'm not about to sit up here and crap on college because I don't want somebody, if I ever needed brain surgery, I want somebody that went to the thing. I don't need a shade tree mechanic working on me. If I ever needed my, like, I, you need people to, that went to college to do certain stuff, right? But I will say a financial discipline. Being able, you know you're in student loan debt, some of the stuff you're doing, you shouldn't be doing. Go on, pay it down fast as you can so you can have your sense of freedom. For the people that's paid off their student loan debt, salute to y'all. We know that was a big burden off your back. But I'm telling y'all, by June, the people gonna want their money back. And so... Let's just prepare for it. Let's not let let's not get caught off guard. Let's prepare for it. Let's play the game how I gotta be played. Right? Let's go, man. Moving forward. All right, so here's my question, man. Is Kathy Woods back in her bag? Listen, man, so Kathy Woods, the ARC ETF is really going crazy. Right? The innovation is up 24%. Um, next generation internet is up 29%. Space exploration is up 13%. And um, genomic revolution is up 6%. Kathy is in her bag right now. She took a pounding last year. I'm talking about they punished her last year. But I love her consistency. I love her being able to stand on your fundamentals, being able to stand on your, your investment theses, not caring what the world said. I want some of y'all to understand this. You're like, in order to be a great investor, you got to be willing to stand on your own investment thesis. 
You got to be willing to believe in what you believe in. You got to be able to let the data and everything show you and you got to stand on that. I don't care how many people tell you they don't believe in what you got. I don't care how many people say, I don't like that investment. Cool. You know how many people told me Chipotle, man, and people say, oh, guacamole. But we bought it at 425 and ran up to 1900. And now they were like, damn, trap. You know how many people said, United Rentals, man, why would you buy that boring company? Trap, we bought it, it ran up. Crown Strike, we bought it at $54. Man, why would you buy that? And we kept going. We ran up to 170 something. Stand on your investment thesis. Do the homework. Ask the questions. I want you to do something. When you buy a stock, I want the first thing I want you to ask yourself before you buy, buy, buy the stock, I want you to ask yourself, after you did the research, I want you to ask yourself, what can go wrong now? After you did the research, I want you to back and say, what can go wrong now? Because what happens is once we do the research, we look at everything that can go right. And if you feel like you know everything about a stock, I can 100% telling you, you're missing the biggest nugget. That was a flame. If you think you know everything about a company, I can guarantee you, you're missing something. You're missing Something. Let's go a little further, man. Also, man, so here's here's our stocks. Here's a here's our heaviest picks. Here's Kathy Wood's top five picks. Tesla killing it this year. Roku up 50% this year. Zoom. Now I don't believe in Zoom. I'm not gonna lie. Zoom up 10% to the exact sizes up 22%, square up 22%. Right? It's up this year alone. She stood on her thesis. What's one of the things that she said? One of the things I said, I said, yo, the reason why I don't like ARC, I don't like it, is I said, she is heavy Tesla. I said, this woman got Tesla in all of her dang on funds. But that's what made her a legend because she bought Tesla when nobody believed in it. 2014, she was like, I'm going all in. She said by 2019, it's coming to be worth a couple billion dollars. She wasn't wrong. And I'm going to tell you something. She was so right. She was so right. She made all them old rich white men on Wall Street mad. They down there blackballed her last year. They bet heavy against her last year. That's why her fund really performed so bad. But now she's knocking their socks off. She bagging her bag. That's what happens when you, when you stand tall against adversity. When you stand tall on your stock picks. And you can say, you know what? I was wrong for a minute, but she said, look, the market not reward me right now. But guess what? She was doubling down. That's what she went crazy at. She said, all right, bet. Y'all going y'all gonna to sell Tesla like this? I'm going to double down on it. I'm going to buy more. I said, ooh. And I because I own Tesla, I was doing the same thing she was doing. I was like, bet. Caddy doubling down? I'm doubling down. I believe in it. I wasn't tripping. Now, I don't believe in all her stuff. But I believed in Tesla and I believed in Roku. If you're in Travis and Namas, we talked about Roku when it was like $45. They hated on her. And now, when, when you stand on what you stand on, they can't do nothing but say you're great. And now, she's shining on them. Shout out to Kathy Woods, man. <laughs> 
Shout out to Kathy Woods, man. Let's go a little further, man. All right, man. So this is important right here. I want y'all to do this, man. I want y'all to really pay attention to this, right? So as we see, and this was something, so as we see so many companies get into the EV game, we see this, we saw Ford stop production on it. We see companies like Lucid. We see companies like Tesla. We see every, we see by 2035, certain countries saying they're going to go all EV. You see by 2040, you're saying they're going to, they're going to, EV going to represent about 30% of the market right now, I think it represents 4%. They're saying by 2040, electric vehicles gonna represent about 35 to 40% of the vehicles on the road. Here's what I want you to understand. You cannot have EV without charging stations. Now, let me say this, here's the caveat. The two companies that I'm about to mention are 100%, they lost 77% of their market value last year. 100%. They lost 70% of their market value last year. But watch this, plug power is up 20% this year. Plug power is up 20% this year. They, they put out some expectations that they plan on breaking even this year. Now, I will, I, I'm going to give you all the news. They are eight for eight with missing earnings. And I think they reported earnings at the end of the day. They're eight for eight with missing earnings. I didn't check it today before the market, before we got on. Now, the thing about them is, do we feel like they can be profitable. They got to tell us when. They say it by the end of the year. So now what we want to do is we want to just pay attention to it. We want to see if, you okay, you've went eight quarters in a row with being negative. Cool. You missed earnings eight quarters in a row. You're saying this year you're going to be profitable. I'm going to check tonight to see if they beat earnings or not. And I want to see if you're going to be profitable this year. They eight for eight with missed. So the last eight quarters, they've missed earnings. Nah, this is, a, this is a, a, a green play right here. But then you got ChargePoint. ChargePoint is up 19% this year, right? Now, they are the largest EV. They have the largest EV charging network out. They have the, lar they have the largest EV charging network out. They have more stations than anybody, more than Tesla, more than anybody. But the company is still losing money. The company is still losing money. And the one thing I will say is about EV companies is nobody don't care who the, who the charging station is. If you got an EV, you just need some electricity. Now, you got certain people with certain cars. Be like, yo, I want Shell. I want Chevron. Put them in the right situation, bro. I don't care if it's the Quip Trip. I don't care if it's Brothers. I don't care. Do you got the, the, the what it is, 97? Do you got 97? Now, I know some people be wondering, do they got ethanol in it and all that? I ain't got that good yet. But when it comes to electricity, you just need some electricity in your car. So what I will say is this, and I'm going to put this out there for all my trappers, and I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real with you. I don't think that them having the largest network is a moat. Now, Elon Musk will make 7,500 7, charging stations available by 2024. He'll make 7,500 charging stations available. Here's why I feel like them having the largest charging network isn't a moat. Because most people who charge their cars charge them at home. 
Most people who charge their cars are going to charge them at home. Most people who charge cars will charge their Teslas at home. So I don't think that them having the largest network will be a moat. That's just my thesis. That's my hypothesis. Prove me wrong. But I had to put this out here because I feel like this can, this is a long play. If you're going to invest in charge point, if you're going to invest in plug, it's a long play. For me, I own Tesla. I don't got to go nowhere else, but I don't want to be biased. It's my duty to give you all the information. You do what you want to do with it. But again, it's up 20% on the year plug power. Charge point is up 19%, almost 20% on the year. Charging stations is a thing. As EV gain weight, as EV gets more foot up, feet up under it, it will blow. Thank you, Queen, for the super chat. But for me, I'm going to just ride Tesla out, and I'm going to ride Tesla to the bank. That's my thesis on it. Let's go a little further, man. Tell me in the chat how y'all feeling tonight, man. Share this with somebody. Share this with somebody. Let's get the likes up, y'all. Can we get a thousand likes tonight, man? Share this with somebody right quick, man. Share this with somebody. Let them know we getting game tonight. Let them know Trap putting us on game tonight, man. Let's go, man. I got a lot of notes for y'all tonight, dog. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. You hear me? All right, man. So, Warren Buffett talked real spicy this week, man. Hey, if you're in Travis Anonymous, if you're in Travis Anonymous, make sure you get your Berkshire Hathaway shares. Berkshire B, not Berkshire A. The reason being, ain't nobody got no four hundred thousand dollars to put on no goddamn stock. I put, I put that. Buffett, I feel you, dog. I'll just get Berkshire B. Did you know? Question: Did you know that Berkshire B is one of the most popular stocks owned by major investors? Most major investors and hedge fund investors own Berkshire Hathaway B on, in their personal portfolios. It is an amazing stock. Warren has done an amazing, I mean, let me not even play the OG like that. Warren Buffett, I'm not going to call the man Warren. I'll call everybody else by their first name, but I'm going to respect the OG, man. I'm a, you earned that for me to call you Warren Buffett, right? I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a do that. Now, it takes a lot for Warren Buffett to talk spicy. I've only heard him talk real spicy a couple times. One with Bitcoin. He talked spicy about Bitcoin. He said, uh, it's a bunch of idiots driving the stock. I said, oh my God. I said, damn, OG, how you talking like that? And the next thing he said was, um, when, he was when he was getting into it with Coca-Cola back in 2014, you know, he told Coca-Cola, yo, don't, don't you, because they were trying to give their employee, they were trying to give the, the, the board of directors and the CEOs more money. And Buffett said, hey, don't do that. I've been owning this stock since it was $2. Don't you dare pay yourself more money. The stock ain't returning like that. Y'all ain't giving us returns like that to be giving no $14 billion increase. No, man, don't play with me like that. And so they, once he said that, they went and renegotiated the contract. And they ain't spend that money. They did a stock buyback. <laughs> Buffett, said, Buffett said, don't be spending my money, put it in y'all pocket. Put it back in the share price. So 
Buffett went in his meeting this week um, for the annual meeting. Oh, my bad. If you own one share, if you're in Travis Anonymous, we are going. Okay, let me say it a different way. I'm going to do my best. We're we going to go to the Berkshire Hathaway meeting this year. We got to go before the old man croak. We got to go. We got to go before he croak. He 90 something. We ain't got too much longer. We ain't got too much longer to be putting it all to next year. <laughs> we ain't got too much longer. So what we going to do is, you know, we're going to go, we going to go to the Berkshire Hathaway meeting is in Nebraska. You got to own at least one share. You got to own at least one share. We going to Omaha. We going to Omaha. You know, we going to go. I'm going to try my best. It's an eight out of 10 chances I can make it. Unless it's on a Tuesday. <laughs> Normally it's on like a Thursday or something though, but we won't go. We won't check it out. Berkshire Hathaway meeting, man. We won't go. We won't, we won't get in the building. So if you're in Travis Anonymous, um, you got to own at least one share to go. Um, we got to gotta put our thing in. We going to go there, man. And I don't own Berkshire Hathaway A. I own Berkshire Hathaway B. But it's the most, it's one of the most owned stocks. That's all what Barbara said. So Berkshire Breakdown, man. So they ended 22 with $128 billion in cash. That probably puts Buffett back at the top with Apple. So he was in the top five. $128.6 billion in cash. That's crazy. All his businesses combined put out 30, 30.8 billion dollars in profit. Next, all to this year alone, well, last year, Buffett repurchased 2.6 billion dollars in um, Berkshire stock. Then he came back and repurchased 7.9 billion in Berkshire stock. He said that we treat our shareholders' money like it's our money. We like CEOs that get down like that. My only thing about Berkshire Hathaway is this. There's a couple people on the board. I think the guy's name is Todd. I forgot Todd's last name. And somebody else that he's training, they also make some investments for him. I would like to know how Berkshire Hathaway is going to perform when Buffett is no longer at the helm. Remember, we buy this stock because of Buffett. Most people don't even know what's inside Berkshire Hathaway. We buy that because of Buffett. Here's my thing. I want everybody to know this, and I always say this. A CEO can be a moat. I just flamed y'all ass. A CEO can be a moat. I'm going to show you how a CEO can be a moat. We invest in Tesla not because of the car is not a great car, but we believe in Elon Musk. And you like everything that come with it. I'm going to keep it real. We buy Berkshire Hathaway because of the GOAT, man. That's why we buy it. That's why we buy it. He's the most talked about investor of all time. He is the greatest of all time. And that's why we buy. Prime example, Disney was having a down year last year. Guess what? Bob Iger came back. Guess what? Stock up 15% on the year. 
what that mean? A CEO can be a, is a moat. 100%. A CEO is a moat, y'all, depending on who it is. One of the reasons why I love service now, Bill McDermott. Love that guy. New homo. Apple, I'm going to keep it real. At this point now, you rock with Apple because you know Tim Cook, Tim Cook is just a gangster. No other CEO manages and maneuvers through whatever political situation we in like Tim Cook. Shout out for being the first um, homosexual CEO to come out. Y'all didn't know that. Tim getting to a bag. Tim got Apple appling. They going to listen. And I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna go on record and say that I personally believe that Tim Cook is 100% a better CEO than Steve Jobs. Here's why: Steve Jobs was a great innovator. You don't a brain like that don't come around too often. In the 48 Laws of Power, one of the laws in 48 Laws of Power is this: Be weary of stepping in a great man's shoes. That's one of the laws. Be weary of stepping into a great man's shoes. So guess what Tim Cook said? I'm not about to try to be the next Steve Jobs. I'm not about to try to even be that innovative. That ain't what I do. But guess what? Guess what? He didn't try to read. He didn't try to come up with the best new technology. He just went hired the. He just went hired the best scientists. And here's why I'm going to tell you he's a better CEO than Steve Jobs. He took Apple stock from a few billion to a $3 billion stock in a matter of a few years. It went to $1 trillion, then it went to $2 trillion in another year, nine months, another trillion dollars. Another trillion and a half he hit it with. That ain't never been seen before. Say what you want about what type of environment it was we was in. People understand the CEO. I'm talking about data. I ain't talking about emotions. I'm talking about money. I ain't talking about emotions. I'm talking about stock performance. I ain't talking about emotions. So before you debate me on that, go do the numbers. Go do the numbers. Go see what he's done at that round in a shorter time than what Steve Jobs did. What he did do was he didn't try to read. He didn't try to innovate Apple. What he did was he changed the business model. He changed the business model. Well, what, what do you mean he changed the business model? They still sell iPhones. Watch this, though. The iPhone that you got right now, it do the same thing as the iPhone 8 did. All he did was upgrade the camera, give it a few different little functions, but it still do the same thing. But guess what he did after that? He took the iPhone for a year. This was him setting the tone. This was him letting the people know I'm big dog and I'm about to do something. For the longest iPhone, we based iPhone on what the iPhone did itself. Tim Cook said, check this out. We're going to take the iPhone off of earnings. The stock market went crazy. The stock market went crazy. He said, I am taking the stock Apple phone off the earnings report. The stock market was mad. But guess what he did when he did that? He wanted to show y'all that was different other things he could do. Watch this. The App Store, the best business model in the world. Get 30% off everything anybody sell on your digital real estate at its finest. 30%. And if you don't like it, guess what? You can go try to make some money somewhere else. Go to Google Play. I bet you don't make the same amount of money. 
go. I dare you. I dare you. Epic Games, I dare you. Guess what? Didn't, didn't, didn't happen. Not only did he do, not only did he do the, um, the app store, guess what else thing he did? Subscription after subscription after subscription. Apple became a subscription service. Guess what? Guess the next thing he did? The next thing he did after that was this. He made sure he tied us into everything that Apple does. So he made us get the iPhone. Then he tied the iPhone to the computer. He tied the computer to the watch. He tied the watch to the cloud. Guess what? We can't go nowhere. Steve Jobs ain't do that. Tim Cook did that. Go check. Oh. Oh, we still debating this? Okay. Guess the next thing he did. When he, when he took the iPhone off, guess what he told us? We're going to focus on wearables and accessories. And if you're in Trap Masters, you know I showed y'all this whole breakdown. Go look at it. The year he took the iPhone off, guess what? Wearables and the accessories went up by 35%. He took the iPhone off the, band, off the earnings report. He took the iPhone off the earnings report and he said, we are focusing on wearables and accessories. Guess what? They went up by 30%. Tim Cook flamed our ass. And then guess what? A year later, he put the iPhone back and ain't nobody said nothing because he showed us that wearables and accessories could also hold it down. Let's go a little further. Apple TV. Let's go a little further. Apple Watch, what he did then, he got into the healthcare game. We're going to talk about that tonight. He got the Apple Watch. Now he got you doing all kind of other stuff with Fitbit. He beating all them out, Fitbitting them, been in the game. But guess what? He said, man, we about to beat y'all. Y'all ain't got enough money to play with me. I got too much money. Guess what he did? Guess what he did? He went to latch into healthcare systems and stuff. He got into the healthcare game. Y'all still want to debate me on this? You still want to debate me on this? Do you still want to debate me on this? Not only that, but he then gave Apple the most cash it has ever had in the history of Apple. Let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. He also made Apple an American icon as a business. It is the standard of American business. It represents 7% of the S&P 500, not under Steve Jobs, under Tim Cook. It represents 7% of the S&P 500, meaning when Apple is going down, you can probably see the whole stock market going down. Y'all still want to debate me on this? Do you still want to debate on this? I can go on. I can go on. I can go on. Apple is not even much in the social media game, so we say, but guess what? When he changed up how you market people, guess what? Every social media company took a hit. Do we need to go on? Do you want to debate me on this? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Oh, we talk about fintech. I love PayPal, but guess what? Guess what, PayPal? Guess what, Square? Apple said, uh-uh, I want that money too. I need all that in-house. I need Apple Pay. Do we need to debate this? Do we need to debate this? Do we need to debate this? I'm just asking a question. Okay, Mark Zuckerberg, I like Facebook. Y'all know I rock with Facebook. Oh, you want to go to the metaverse? Guess what? We're going to come up with it too. Do we need to keep debating this? I'm just trying to find out. Do you want to keep debating me on this? Do, do we need to keep doing this? Do we, do we need to? 
100% Apple is a staple of the American society. While people think it's a tech company, it is 100. It is one of the most bought products in the world. In the world. I'm in my bag tonight, y'all. I told y'all it's gonna be one. Of, I told y'all it's gonna be one of them nights. It's gonna be one of them nights, man. We gonna have fun tonight, man. I just told y'all. I just, I was just listen. All right, let's go a little further, man. Let's go a little further. All right, man. So, and one of the things that Warren Buffett had an issue with was um, they have an issue with companies buying back shares, and we talked about this kind of episode seventeen or something like that. Because we see that companies are buying back shares, but they aren't reducing their share count. But watch this, y'all. We about to hit a record, y'all, this year. Buybacks this year have hit $930 billion. Well, that was in 2022. In 2023, it's projected to be up. It's up 5% already and growing. We're projected to hit $1 trillion in stock buybacks. We're projected to hit $1 trillion in stock buybacks. Now, let me take a minute to walk through that for a second. So if you don't know what a stock buyback is, that's when a company has... Damn, I should have got the board for this one. I should have had the board just ready. It's all right. Uh, we'll leave it alone. We ain't about to go there. All right, so here's what a stock buyback is, right? So think about it like this. A company has 10,000 shares of stock on the market, Right? We already know that when people buy the stock, when people buy the stock, what happens? The stock price goes up because stocks come off the stocks come off of the market. Now, what happens is when a company buys back stock of itself, think about it. They're buying back stocks by the billions. We just saw Warren Buffett bought by 2.6 billion and then 7.9 billion. So imagine when somebody buys 7.9 billion dollars worth of stock, what that does to the stock price. Boom. Stock goes up. Imagine somebody sells $7.9 billion worth of stock. Stock goes down. Remember I told y'all last week, Warren Buffett sold what? 86% of his uh, stock in one of them companies. So what happens now with a stock buyback is why they getting mad at people is this. The 1% buyback tax ain't going to hurt nobody. It's a billion. These are billion dollar companies, yo. 1% buyback tax, that ain't going to hurt nobody. That, that, hey, it's a, it's, a, it's a pat on the wrist. Right. But here's what happens. Here's what here's what the, the confusion and here's where the where the chaos is coming in at. So let's say I'm, I got a stock and I'm using my team as a example. So let's say everybody in here, we, I give them stock options, meaning they if George George doing great on a camera, the camera does a certain thing. We give him stock options. Jose get the numbers up on a certain thing. We give him stock options. So I don't pay them cash. We give them stock options. Now, here's what happens. They can have them at all kinds of prices. And the crazy part is they don't just own five, two, three hundreds. They own hundreds of thousands of stock options. So George may own 50,000 shares in the company. Everybody owns thousands of, of stock options. Khadijah owns 100,000 <laughs> of stock options, right? Now, here's the thing. 
A great company only buys back the stock when they feel like the stock is at a discount. So what they'll do is they'll buy back the stock in tranches. So let's say Warren Buffett probably had $11 billion, uh, $12, $13 billion buyback in place. So what they'll do is they'll buy back the stock in tranches. What I mean is if the stock is going down, they'll, they're not going to spend the whole, they'll say, okay, we'll buy $3 billion right now. They'll wait for the stock to go back down, they'll buy another $5 billion right here. And what that does is if the market is selling the stock, when they do the buyback, boom, the stock goes back up. The problem is... Companies are buying stock when the stock at a 52-week high. Why is you buying a stock at a 52-week high? I'll tell you why. Because I own 50,000, 200,000 shares of it. And if I own it at $31 and, and I put $2 billion of cash in it and it goes up to $51, guess what I'm about to do? I'm going to sell about 10,000 of them right quick. You feel me? I'm a, I'm a sell. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, once you do the stock buyback, the stock goes up 10, 15. And I'm just using the number right quick. The stock goes up 10, 15%. Guess what? I'm going to go sell 10% of my share. I'm going to go sell. I own 200,000 of them. I'm going to go sell 10,000 of them, make a quick three, four $400,000. I'm good. I just made my salary for the year. I'm not giving y'all no stock options. God damn it. I'll pay y'all ass cash. <laughs> Because <laughs> y'all like, you job turkey. <laughs> right? So that's what happens. So that's where, the, that's where the, the, the discrepancy and the anger is coming in at. Um, because people, are, these companies are using this money to buy back stocks. And I'm going to implement this right quick. There's a CHIPS Act that's out right now. I think it's $56 billion. And all of the companies that get the money for the chips, for the semiconductors, they made a stipulation that none of the companies who get the money can buy back stock with it. They made a stipulation. So there's companies that's in the chip sector. There's a $56 billion. Um, there's a $56 billion. Yo, we need to get 200 more people up in here, dog. We need 200 more people in here, y'all. Let's hit 200 people. Let's get the likes up. 200 people will give us 2,000 people in here, y'all. That's how we're trying. We want to hit 2,000 people so we can go up to 5,000. Let's go, man. Share this. Share this with as many people as you can, man. You feel me? Um, but that's what's, going, that's what's going down. And so there's a discrepancy behind that. Now, look at this. Dividends are up 6.4%. More companies are increasing the dividends. More companies are putting dividends out. So that's a good thing. Let's go a little further. And right here, buybacks for 2023 is, is expected to hit $1 trillion. Now, here's what I will say. If your company has a great balance sheet and a lot of cash, 100% they're going to do buybacks. Another thing, if you're an investor, let me write this down. So y'all know what I like to write stuff down. If you're an investor and you're investing in the company, and your company doesn't pay dividends, you want your company to be buying back stock. If your company doesn't pay dividends, you want your company to buy back stock. Why? Because that's now telling us that the company, instead of giving us money out, what they're doing is they're investing it in the brand. That's what we want. That's why I like company. I'm going to be real with y'all. Even though I do... Value investing, because most of your value stocks will be will have dividends. I love the growth investment because simply because those companies are not paying me the cash. 
they're reinvesting back into the business and that value into the business is doing what? Increasing the share price. So now I want you to get your pen and your pad because we're going to have a conversation right quick. Get your pen and your pad so we can have a conversation. Jose, trigger. Tudy, give me a beat for five seconds. Tudy, give me a beat for five seconds. Tudy, give me a nice beat for five seconds. Something that give them height, something that give them up because I need you to get your pen and your pad. If you didn't have it, I need you to get your pen and your pad. Tudy, give me five seconds on the beat. Five seconds on the beat. Five seconds, yup. I need you to get your pen and your pad. No, Tudy, give me some more beat. Damn, that ain't give me five seconds for real. One, two, three, four, five. Give me a little bit. I need you to get your pen and your pad. We about to have a comment. I'm taking you on a lesson right quick. Five seconds. When you get your pen and your pad, put it in the chat. Say, I got my pen and my pad. I got my travel attire. Put it in there. Yeah, I like that one, Tudy. Yeah. When you got your pen in your pad, say, I got my pen in my pad. Yeah, I see you, Trav. I see you, Trav. Yep. I need you to say, I got my pen in my pad. I see y'all. Lisa, Lisa, I see you. Black Phoenix, I see you. We about to go on a lesson right quick. RB4329, let's go. All right, cut it, toot it. All right, so let's talk about this, man. We're going to talk about intrinsic value and we're going to talk about book value. So the reason why we thought about I thought about that just now because of what I'm about to talk about, right? So when we, when we talk about book value, it's more of a, a, a accounting concept, like what's the book value or something, right? So it's the company's, all the company's assets minus the liabilities. That's the book value of a business. From, a, from an investment perspective, we want to buy companies that are trading less than their book value. So let me say this right quick. When you're buying a stock, you're not buying a stock, you're buying a business. So when you talk about buying a company at a discount, you're not talking about the shares, you're talking about the company itself. One of the things I showed Trap Masters, I mean, Masters of the Triple Beam and Trap Masters, when you look at the Triple Beam, It'll tell you the terminal value of the company and then it breaks it down and it gives you a share price. If you multiply, that's why in our discount cash flow formula, one of the things that ask us is how many shares does the company have? The reason why we got to put how many shares the company have is because once we get the value of the business, we then divide that by outstanding shares so we can get a share price. Bingo. Let's put that up there. Right. So every time you see a stock price. So if Apple is worth. One, if it's the stock price is 139 right now, whatever it is, you multiply that times um, outstanding shares and it'll give you a what? It'll give you a market cap. It'll give you a market cap. But if we subtract, if we, the market cap, well, this is good. The market cap and the outstanding, the market cap and the book value are two completely different things. The market cap and the book value is two completely different things. I'm not talking over your head. You need to know this. Why I told you get your pen and your pad. The market cap is stock price times outstanding shares. That's market cap. So why Apple is worth a few trillion dollars. But the book value is all of the company's assets minus the company's liabilities. That is the company's book value. That is the company's book value. We like to buy companies 
at book value or below. We like to buy companies at book value or below. Okay, we just getting into it. We just getting into it. We just getting into it. Now check this out. I'm going to give you an example. Let's say we got a house. Your house has a certain value. But I want you to take away the mortgage payments that you owe. If you take away the mortgage payments that you owe, whatever is left is the book value of the house. That makes sense? Does that make sense? So the house is on the market worth this. It may be worth a million dollars. But you've paid 500000 But you owe 500000 You got to take that away from what you've paid, whatever is left, the net on that. The net is the book value. The net is the book value. Now let's go a little further. Then there's intrinsic value. Then there's intrinsic value. Now, the intrinsic value is always based on the data, the research, the aggress how aggressive you are, how conservative you are, but most importantly, how much money do you think the company can produce in the future? Intrinsic value is based on how much free cash flow the company can produce in the future. This is why free cash flow is important for us. If you're in tribe masters or masters of the triple beam, this is why we got the free. This is why I tell y'all, give me the five free cash flow years. Because we want to know how much money the company can produce in free cash flow in the future. Now, watch this. Watch this. To get a good valuation on a business, the intrinsic value will always be based on who is doing it. If George and me do the same calculations, we'll both have a different intrinsic value. Reason being, he may be aggressive at some point. I may be a little conservative at some point. The one thing we cannot change is the discount cash flow that the company has given us over the last five, 10 years. Right. Discount cash flow formula. Now what we're going to do is we're going to project moving forward based on other calculations. The projection is what everybody in here will get a different evaluation from. I want y'all to slow down. I want you to chew on it. Jose, don't say nothing. I want you to chew on it and just think about what Trap just said. All right? Watch this. Intrinsic value, when we value a business, is saying this. Most investors say this is what the company is going to produce in the lifetime of a business. I don't do that because anything can happen. 
When I do my intrinsic value, a free cash, discount cash flow, I'm going for the next two years. I'm going for the next two years because I understand that anything can happen and those numbers can adjust. Okay? All right. Everybody good right here? Everybody good right here? Let's go a little further. This is the last step. Watch this. Book value is speculative. Here's why. Book value is good to use when you're looking at companies like United Rentals. Why? Because they have hard assets. I want, I want y'all to pay attention to this. Book value, this is, I don't want anybody to think, yo, that's over my head. It's not. I want you to write it. That's why I told you to get your pen and your pad so you can write it down. You can look at it and be like, oh, I got to watch this again. And because I wrote it down, I can understand. So watch this. Book value. Book value is a company's assets and a company's liabilities. But watch this. Technology companies like Facebook, Amazon, it's hard to measure their book value. The reason why it's hard to measure their book value is because they don't have hard assets. Their assets is in the code, in the technology, and in the cloud. So, when you're looking at companies like Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, their book value, you can't use it you got to go with discount cash flow formula and you got to look at free cash flow because they don't have the hard assets like the other companies have. So when you're looking at a company with hard assets, you can use the book value. When you're looking at a company with a lot of digital assets and a lot of assets in the cloud and in the cold, you can't look at the book value. You got to now go with discount cash flow formula and free cash flow formula. And this is why I feel like Lil Wayne got the best verse on God did. <laughs> Let's go, man. Next. <laughs> Next one, man. All right. So here's what I want to talk about right quick, man. I want to show y'all something. Um, this is important for me. Zoom in on me. I think which camera got to get right, get right. All right, so here's, this is important for me. I want y'all to see this. I want y'all to see this. This is important. Pay attention to this. Pay close attention. So we're talking about trading in a zone. Right? We're talking about trading in a zone. When you talk about it, we're talking about trading in a zone. Trading in a zone. So what we notice is that, okay, 2021 pandemic, we see the market here. Come 2022 here, we see the market trading within that 4,000, right? And at 36, right? Between 21, 23. I'm writing this out for y'all. I want y'all to see it. 
We broke it once in 2022. We broke to about 42. And then we, in, um, in 22, we also saw around about 32-ish. But it's been trading in this range, right? So we find ranges. I always tell y'all about finding ranges. So you always ask me, Trap, how do you get these numbers? How do you get these ranges? I don't come up with them out of nowhere. I go look at the S&P and I'll back it up years and I'll just look at the entire from where we are now, basically, I went back to 2021 and I say, OK, here's the ranges. Well, how do you get it with that trap? So we look at the 4,4200 area. Right. And we say, OK, this is a line. So we see a low here. We see a hit here. We're finding resistance here, meaning it's getting here and coming back down. If you're looking, it ain't going to be up here nowhere. It broke that, but it's averaging this line right here. Right. And then at the bottom, the support level, we're seeing is averaging this. So it's bouncing here. It double bounce. We got a double touch here. So we in this area. Let's go a little further. Right. We go a little further. We'll see this. The S&P, we saw a good line right here. We see it kept bouncing at 39.8. We see it keep bouncing at this 39 area. Now, it is going lower. This from, but we see it's bouncing in this area. This, this how we figure it out. So it's bouncing. So you say, Trap, how do you get them numbers? It's bouncing here. All right, let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. What I also saw was, as I'm looking at it, this, so this 36s, 34-ish, we're seeing these are where the big dips are. So these, represented buying opportunities for us. Now, here's what we do know. In my mind, I'm like, well, this thing can come back down 32, 34-ish for me, right? It could come down 32 because I see it here. I'm like, okay, this is the 34 area, right? And I'm figuring with enough of resistance, with enough downtrend because of the economic environment when because of rate hikes, I'm like, man, we can fall down another 200 points. Another 200 basis points is not a lot for us to fall. So that's why I came up with my 30, 32 worst case scenario. So I'm like, worst case scenario, we can hit 3,200. Remember I said high case scenario, best case scenario, we hit 4,200. Remember I said that, go back. I said 4,200 best case, worst case we hit 3,200. But we've been riding in between that. Let's go a little further. So the guy asked me earlier, Trap, should I put my money in a bond? That was a great question because here's what I want you to understand. Bonds year to day from January to February 28th, as of today, the bonds have only given you a 0.1% return. While the S&P right now has given you 3.69, almost 4% return on your money. So I wouldn't put your money in the bond because right now the S&P is outperforming the bonds. So that's my little shaker for y'all. Let's go a little further. Here's my prediction that I like to give. My prediction is 2023. Here's Trapper's prediction. Inflation picks back up. Consumers will deplete their savings. Consumer savings will get depleted because the market and the way inflation is going up, it will put a lot of pressure on the buy-in dollar. Why? Because everything is going up from eggs to gas. Every bill is going up. Everything is going up but your wages. 
Everything is costing more money but your wages. The wages are not going up. The company's not giving you special dividends. They badly won't pay you what they won't pay you. Companies land a lot of people off because they don't have the money to pay people. So what's happening is the average American right now is going into their savings, their so-called emergency account, dipping into the 401k for emergency uses. They're doing this. They're doing this. The economy right now is putting a lot of pressure on the consumer with inflation. So because of that, that's why I told us chill out on I ain't really running toward the the retail sector, but they are doing good. Why? Because people are now just charging credit cards. Why? We talked about this earlier. What are their financial habits? Operating in what? The trauma of uncertainty. You're spending the money on a credit card. You're not even going to look at it. You know you ain't supposed to spend that money. You know you ain't supposed to. We going to hit that 6%. We're going to hit it. It's without a shadow of a doubt. So here we go. I think the S&P going to drop down to 3,200 by the year's end. That's just my thing. I could be wrong. I ain't going to lie. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And the reason why I hope I'm wrong is because if I'm right, that means a lot of people going to be in a lot of bad predicaments. Why? Because the S&P and the economy are not the same, but they're first cousins. Investors will act according to what the economy is doing. And because the the Fed said we're not pumping no more money into the economy, that means people got to fend for themselves right now. And you got to have better spending habits. You got to have better budgeting habits. It's time to be disciplined. It's time to be disciplined. These people not laying off thousands of people because they just feel like it. They hired all them people because the Fed was pumping a whole lot of free money in the market and they went over budget. They hired too many people. And I will say this, Apple as of right now is the only company in the tech industry that hasn't had no layoffs. Do we need to debate this deal? Because Steve Jobs would have got rid of y'all. I'm telling you. He would have got rid of you. But that shows that Tim Cook did an amazing job. And Fed raises rates close to the 6%. Yo, I'm telling y'all, we get, remember, we got to get all the way down to 2.5 to get back to normal. At 6%, yo, that ain't a good. And I need y'all right now to really pay attention. I need y'all right now to really lock in, y'all. I need y'all, if you really going to play the wealth game, I'm telling y'all right now, you got to put yourself first. You got to start paying yourself first. Like you really got to go in that, you really got to go in that, yo, I'm, I'm telling you, really got to go in that, yo, I ain't buying no bill bags this year. I ain't buying no designer this year. I remember Jim Jones said that, he said, you know, right now we might not be doing Chanel bags. When we doing Chanel bags, it's bag popping. It's Chanel every day if you want to. Right now we need to just go in our bag and say, you know what? We not spending no unnecessary bread right now. As the leader of your household, you got to make these decisions. If you're the man of the household, yo, you, it's time for you to step up. If you're the woman of the household, yo, you got to do it, handle your business. Like, don't let Instagram put the unnecessary pressure on you right now. Because you don't know how them people getting their bread. 
It said that the average person don't have enough money in their emergency fund right now. So if the king asking me, yo, trap, how can I put some money in some bonds for a four week emergency fund? I'm saying salute to you for even having an emergency fund because people don't have the money to even take care of a small emergency right now. A $10,000 emergency right now will break 75% of Americans. And I'm not here to pound on nobody. But what I'm saying is this, yo, we see what's going on. All the vacations, man, it's not time to do that right now. I'm keeping it 100. It ain't time for that. We got to have some type of financial discipline on this game. It's the reason why the wealthy people of America have increased their wealth over the last two years by $5 trillion. That ain't no coincidence. That ain't no coincidence. How can the wealthy people of America increase their wealth by $5 trillion over the last two years and the average American is living paycheck to paycheck? We just talked about this last week. As of last week, the average person is behind two car note payments. Two car note payments. But the person who's not behind two car note payments is going to find some way to say, you know what? I'm financially frustrated. I need to go spend some money on myself. I deserve it. No, you don't, fam. You don't deserve it. And not because you're not worthy of it, because now is not the time to be rewarding yourself. I'm not saying you don't deserve it, but now is not the time. Now's the time for us to be financially disciplined. Now's the time for us to put wants, needs in front of wants. That's what time it is right now. If we're going to play the game to win, we got to start operating like that. Income tax. People getting income tax. You ready to go splurge? Yo, you don't need the new TV this year. You don't need it. You don't need a new TV. That vacation to Tulum, you don't need it. That trip to the Bahamas right now, you don't need it. We got to become financially conscious. We got to build up the financial fortitude to really play this game to win. Because once you play this game to win, you're going to change your habits up and you're going to start asking yourself, yo, I was really blowing my money for nothing. Let's go a little further, man. All right, and if we're looking right now, man, just month to date, from February 1st to February 28th, man, the Dow Jones is down 3.85%. The S&P is down 2.3%. Shout out to the rule of 16. And the NASDAQ is down 0.86%. That's just... Uh, month to date. I will say is this. We got some economic data coming out next week. I want us to really just be chill for a few. I want us to just be chill for a few. All right, let's go a little further, man. It has been 287 sessions since the S&P has hit a new record. I want y'all to let that sit, sit in for a second. We haven't hit a new high in 287 sessions. The S&P hasn't did that since 2016. The S&P hasn't did that since 2016. 
287 sessions. That means if you looked at it, the market has been trading sideways. I want you to be real cautious. So when I told Masters of the Trap, I said, yo, check this out. I said, check this out. I only make moves strategically. I only make moves strategically, and it's because I see the market trading sideways. So I got to be real strategic when I make my move because we haven't been running 287 sessions. We haven't had an all-time high, yo. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right, let's go a little further, y'all. All right, man, so open AI, man, I'm going to just tell y'all right now, it's a buzzword. We talked about it in a couple of weeks. Mark Zuckerberg announces a new open AI that he about to add. But listen, you know, Facebook is up 40-something percent on a year. I'm not going to lie. They're spending less money. But he said open AI about 17, no, 56 times in the earnings report. We see what they're doing. Remember what I told y'all. Every bubble started by people making ridiculous assumptions. Every bubble started by people making ridiculous assumptions. And the one thing I told y'all was this. This open AI thing is going to be a bubble. Watch this, though. There's going to be some companies that's really going to win. Just like during the dot-com bubble, there's companies that really succeeded. But 70% of them failed. I'm telling you right now, do not jump on every company that do that. Make sure they're a big dog before you jump on it, yo. Make sure they're a big dog. Vitality can be our friend. Vitality in the market can be our friend. It provides us with opportunity while other investors feel like they're losing. It reminds us that there's risk in the market. Once we understand that there's risk in the market, we can then focus on mid to long term. What happens is a lot of people that's new into the market, they feel like the market just going to go up. And then when the market goes down, you start to panic. But somebody like me, I understand that the market going to have times where it goes sideways. And those times where the market going sideways, guess what? I'm cool. But I need you to understand that. I need you to understand that. And I want you to understand that just because your stock is down, just because your stock is down doesn't mean you made a bad investment. Let me say that again. Just because your stock is down does not mean you made a bad investment. As long as you did the fundamental research and as long as you did that, you made the right investment. Let's move a little forward. Again, we're talking about open AI algorithm. So Amazon. You know, it just keep getting bigger. Amazon algorithm developed by Amazon to improve the robot and human collaboration. We're already talking about this. If you're working in a warehouse, if you're working in a warehouse, not you, cuz. We good. We good. I ain't putting no robots back there, cuz. I'm not putting no goddamn robots back there. You hear me? I don't trust them. One day they're going to turn on me and you. You hear me? We're going to be fighting together. We're going to be bad at fighting that bit together. But listen, if you work in a warehouse job, if you work in a hospitality job, I'm telling y'all, man, these people, man, I went in Walmart, not Walmart, I went in Publix today, man, they had one cashier. One cashier. They had nine self-checkouts. You feel me? I went in Publix today. They had one cashier, nine self-checkouts. 
The only people that was in there was the people in the meat department, the people making the sushi, and the people on the aisle stocking up. And I don't think they're going to let machines do that because they do that, people going to steal. You give me a window, I'm taking it. <laughs> you feel me? But what I want y'all to understand is, yo, like, it's important that you learn how to invest. It's important that you learn how to do your business. I'm going to be real with you, yo, because these things taking jobs. And them jobs ain't coming back. They ain't coming back. And if you don't learn how to invest, trade, start a business. I'm in a bind, Nate. Some other time. I really need this money, Nate. You can laugh. But that's a serious situation to I'm be in. I'm in a bind, Nate. She was in Some a other. bind. And his little ungrateful ass ain't gonna go to college after that. I would have whooped this. I would have beat the brakes off his head. <laughs> Here's what I want you to understand. Before you buy a stock, man, listen to me, listen to me well. Before you buy a stock, I want you to look at the one-year, the three-year, the five-year, and the 10-year performance on that company. The reason why the one-year is not going to give you enough data, but it can tell you what's going on in that one year that's causing that stock to move. If you look at that three-year, it can give you almost a quarter. So you look at from 2019 or 2020 to now, it can give you a body of work. Three and five-year kind of work the same, but that 10-year now gives you an overarching idea of a business. So if you look at a company, go look at that one, three, five, and 10 a one, three, and 10-year, and that can give us a body of work on two things. One, what has been the catalyst over all three years that you've watched? Three turns, one, three, five, or one, three, five, and 10. What has been the catalyst that has caused that stock to grow? What has been the catalyst that has caused that stock to grow? Also, what adjustments has the company made in order to consistently make the stock move at a higher rate? This is the type of homework and the data I want to see. Why? Because if, the, if it's doing something like this, that shows me inconsistency in management. And one of the things we love about a company is we want a company that has great management. So a company can do well over a 10-year time span. So I want you to do this. Here's the first thing I want you to do. Go look at Robinhood. When you put a company in, Robinhood is just quick to look at because they got the five-year chart right there. Just go look at the five-year return on the company when you put a stock ticket symbol in there. Just go put it in there. Five-year. Boom, five-year. What is the company return? That thing should easily be 100 plus. Because watch this. If it's 100 plus, man, there's some game right here. If the stock, if you go look at the five-year return on the stock and it's 100 plus, That'll easily tell you that the stock has done at least, watch this, it has done 20% on average if you break it down. But I can promise you one year's probably did 20%, one year probably done 30%, one year came down. So if you can get at least 100% on a stock in a five-year time, that is amazing. 70% ain't bad, though. 70%, 60%, that's not bad at all. But if you get 100% in five years, that means that thing running. I got her. She's a runner. She's a track star. She's going to run away when it gets hard. You feel me? I can't, I can't do that, Jose. All right, let's go a little further, man. 
Also, Snapchat, you know, they did the same thing with OpenAI. Listen, it's just about to be a thing, man. And I just want us to just pay attention to what's going on with that. I ain't going to stay there too much longer. Let's go a little further, man. All right, we talked about it earlier, man, about Apple, man. Apple makes another push. Now, this is major. Now, this is major. This one is major when I looked this one up. When I found this one out, I said, oh, I got to tell the Travis this. I said, I got to tell the Travis this. Watch this. So Apple, as of right now, they have been working on something for the last five years. This is big innovation right here. This is definitely going to change the game when it comes to people with type 2 diabetes. Apple plans a non-invasive way to monitor blood glucose levels without having to prick your finger every day. This will 100% be a game changer for the world and Apple. The device will be inside of the Apple and it will use a chip technology known as silicone, I can't say the other word, phototonics, right? But watch this. There's going to be a laser inside of it that reflects. The laser, when you sweat on a day-to-day basis, that sweat is going to then be absorbed in the back of the Apple Watch. And that sweat, that inside of that sweat is a fluid. That fluid will tap the backside of the Apple Watch and it will immediately measure your blood glucose. Are we still arguing about Tim Cook and Steve? Are we still doing this? So they tried it before. It didn't work. But then they reevaluate. That's the great thing about a company. Apple, a company has over hundred something billion dollars in, um, in money. What happens? This is called R&D. What is R&D called? Research and development. You figure out something. It goes wrong. You go back to the market. You go back to it. You go back to it. It doesn't work. You go back to it. They say they're developing. They say they'll come. They'll bring it to market by 2024. Of course, they're going to keep testing it. They're going to keep testing. They're going to keep seeing. But this is we talking about being revolutionary as a company. Watch this, yo. I did some research. One in every 10 Americans are suffering with diabetes. One in 10 Americans are suffering with some type of diabetes. Yo, this is a game changer. Now, of course, it has to work. But when you think about it, you think about it, revolutionary comes with a price. You don't get it right the first time. Ask Google. They've been trying to make them glasses for six years. Every time they put them out, it, it don't work. You got to keep going until you get right. But what I do know about Tim Cook and his team is this. They're not going to bring nothing to the market until they get it perfect. That's the one thing I know about him. So that'll be a game changer for Apple. I, that'll, 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 that'll put them so deep into the healthcare. Remember, they already got the emergency thing for the healthcare, like Emergency response on the phone, on the iWatch now. They got the emergency response thing on the phone. They already got the thing where they can measure your heart levels. Yo, if they get into this glucose thing, bro, it's a, bro, now we talking about a whole healthcare company. 
That's it. Apple, the healthcare company. I'm going to just keep it real, yo. I'm going to say this. You need to have Apple somewhere in your goddamn portfolio. <laughs> just put it out there, yo. You just need to have it. I'm not saying you need to own a lot of it, but like at least some part of it got to be in your portfolio because the people make up 7% of the market anyway. God damn. Stop being hard headed. Let's go a little further, man. I ain't going to stay on that too long. I know Tootie heated back there. All right, man. Listen. Now, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this with, with the utmost respect. And, and I'm not saying this, one, I'm not saying this as we are profiting off of a person's misfortune. Let me, let me put that out there first, Jose. Right? Like, I'm not saying this as we're trying to profit off someone's misfortune. Because what we're about to talk about is real and it's serious. So, rare diseases are the new gold mine. Did that come out wrong? Did, did that, is that bad? She told her, am I good with that? Am I good with saying that like that? All right, cool. Because I just want to make sure, like, I don't want to offend nobody. And I don't, I don't want to make it like we're trying to profit off of people being ill. You know what I'm saying? But watch this. There are 7,000 rare diseases known in America. One in 10 Americans also contact a rare disease. 52% of all drugs approved by the FDA were rare disease drugs. Say that again. 52% of all drugs that were approved by the FDA were drugs for rare disease. Another thing, if a company creates a drug for a rare disease, they won't have competition for seven years. They have right to that drug for seven years before a generic drug can even come to market. If it can come to market, depending on the barrier entry in that. Okay. Here's what I want to say. Let's go to that next slide. We have another slide on that. Boom. Here's the thing that draws Big Pharma to that. There's low clinical risk more profitable pathways to the market, pricing and market exclusivity, meaning they can set the price for it and they can set the standard for this specific drug. Go a little further. These companies right here are dominant players in the rare disease drug. Vertex Pharma, y'all know I own that. AstraZeneca is a big player in the game, and so is Pfizer. Now, let's go back all the way to the first one, Dave. Let's go back to the first one. If you believe in it, again, I'm not trying to tell anybody to profit off of this. But what I'm saying is if there's a rare disease, we know that there's, they're going to work because America is the business. The pharmaceutical business is a huge business. They get to spend a lot of money on creating these drugs. XBI and IBB are two ETFs. If you're in Travis Anonymous, we've been gave you this. That you can look at. And what I would do is. 
what I did with IHI was a was an ETF that I owned. What I would do is if if this is something you're interested in, don't just do this because Trap's saying it. If it's something that you're interested in, what I would do is I will buy the ETF and then I will search the company inside of the ETF until I learned about the business and then found out a business that I like. That was so much games, just now. Somebody online told you 19. Yo, tonight was a masterclass. And is. Can I say that? Can I say that without coming across? All right, in that context? In that context? Or do I got to retract that statement? I'm good? All right. Because they'd be like, nah, Trap, you can't really say that, dog. I got to make sure. You know what I'm saying? So, X, XBI and IBB are two ETFs that you can use. Now, remember, only invest in these if they go with who you are as an investor. So, I spent a lot of time learning about pharmaceuticals. I spent a lot of time learning about... Um, medical electronics. I spent a lot of time learning about that because I understood how the game is played. So remember, I told you, I will never invest in Johnson & Johnson because I know they purposely gave people cancer. Like they knew about it and they didn't change the, the, what they was doing. They just figured if I will just pay some people off, you know, it was a $42 billion lawsuit. Bro, but that don't change the fact that you gave somebody cancer and they got to fight for their life. You know what I'm saying? So I don't agree with that. And that product is still on the market. So for me, it's definitely a, de a difficult situation. But this rare disease, this is a gold mine because a lot of the upside potential on this is humongous. Let's move a little further. And I try to walk on eggshells when I talked about that. Watch this. One in 10 people are affected by a rare disease. One in two people are diagnosed with a rare disease and our children. One, one in two people who are diagnosed with a rare disease are our kids. Three to 15 is common timeline for a disease. 95% of rare diseases lack an FDA-approved treatment. People with rare diseases face three to five times higher medical costs than people with non-rare diseases. This is why this is 100% a gold mine, not for the person itself. I'm definitely not talking about the people, but what I am saying is because now this is a real stat right here. And so now what happens is companies get to go all in on creating these medicines for that. Now, here's the crazy part, y'all. Watch this. 60% of illness and disease come from the food that we eat. I'm not even going to hit the flame because that wasn't a flame. That was a reality check. It comes from the food. I saw an article the other day that said it's a thing called false foods. A lot of the food that we eat is fake, y'all. And because it doesn't flow with the natural harmony of what's in your body, it creates disease. So people always talk about the fruit that's in, the sugar that's in fruit. Well, your body can break down that better than it can break down high fructose corn syrup. You feel me? 
like the, 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 the juice that comes from a pineapple or a strawberry, your body has what it takes to break that down. When you drink in a high C, the high fructose corn syrup that's inside the cold drink, your body don't know what that is. That's fake sugar. It's actually 10 times worse than sugar. So when my daughter, I don't, I be like, nope, if she do get it, I pour a whole bunch of water into it where it don't even taste like that no more. She be like, dad, it is nasty. I be like, listen, you either drink water or you drink this. Do what you want, I'm going to pour a whole bunch of water in it. Your body can't break, your body don't know what the high fructose corn syrup is, so it stores it. And then that age you into being sick. Now we're talking about mucus development. I'm not Dr. CB. I'm not one of them people, so I'm not about to get into that because Tootie mad because we in, but I'm going to go forward. We'll go a little further, y'all. I'm going to leave that down. All right. America in them people business, yo, and we broke. America just donated another $2 billion in weapons, including new drones that we've never heard of. These drones are not even on the market yet. They're not even up for public notice. Right? Come check this out. They're not even up for public notice. And they're just getting people $2 billion. $2 billion. All right, let's go a little further. Watch this. Altogether, America has up. $76 billion in aid to Ukraine. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm all for helping somebody out. I'm all for that. But we in a position. Here's the position we in. We done gave up $76 billion in the fight for Ukraine. Why is I about to lay this footwork out for us? $76 billion in our fight to Ukraine. We, we gave Ukraine some bread. We keep giving them bread. But yet we $31 trillion in the hole. Of that $31 trillion, $80 billion is due this year. Well, if we ain't help Ukraine, maybe... It's $4 billion. We could have came up with, we only need $4 billion. We don't get them 76. We only need 3 point something. Well, we wouldn't be having a debt ceiling conversation. Uh, maybe it's something I don't know, but I know if we gave away $76 billion, somebody knew we was the $80 billion was due this year. I mean, I don't know, but somebody knew the $80 billion was due this year. I'm in a bind, Nate. Some other time. We in a bind. We in a bind, Social Security in a bind, Medicare in a bind. Now you want forcing people to pay student loans, but you done gave somebody $76 billion. I ain't the smartest and I ain't the brightest crayon in the bunch, but I'm just saying you spending money we ain't got and we about to go bankrupt. Now, I'm all for helping the next man. I'm all for helping the next, I'm all for helping somebody in need. But I'm just saying, 76 billion. We could have given them 20. You give them the whole 76. Do we got some type of consignment on that? They gotta pay us back or something? We give them the whole 76 and counting. But we owe 80 billion. 
this month, this year, by June. And if that don't come up, we're going to default. That get bad for everybody. I'm just saying, the math is math to me. It's simple. If you owe 80 billion, you knew the 80 billion was due last year. That 80 billion, you know how we get the check in the middle, like, damn, I ain't even know. I forgot to pay this bill. You don't forget an 80 billion dollar bill. You know when you owe somebody money, you know when that rent due. You forget like gym memberships. Damn, where that damn membership come from? You forget iPhone subscriptions. You don't forget house notes. You don't forget car notes. You don't forget 80 billion. So if the 80 billion, you knew the 80 billion was doing, you gave the first 23 billion dollars. You should have been like, bro, I can give you the 23 billion. That's all I got. I'm not mad at that because look, if we give them 23 billion, right? Boom. That's three. That's two. Boom. We, we still got 50. We still got 53 billion. Okay, let's do this. 80. That's a 10. That's a 7. That 8 becomes a 7. We can come up all 20. Now all we owe, now all we need is 27 billion. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, we just still have, okay, we get them 23. Boom. We still got 53 in the cut. We got 53 billion in the cut. We could come up. I like, look, I got 53. I don't got 27. What's up? I feel like they'll let us go with them points on the pack. But to say we owe a whole 80 and we gave away 76. We've been bamboozled, run them up, led astray. We ain't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us, God damn it. That's all I'm saying, man. And I'm not going to go too far. I'm going to just leave it at that. I just, and y'all can screenshot this, look at the timeline, but this ain't it, bro. I right, just go a little further. All right. So I want to give y'all something right quick, man. I want to talk about the trapper's identity. Get your pen and your pad, write this down, man. I always talk to my trap masters about, my trap masters the ones that know about investor identity. They know the importance of having an investor identity. I'm going to give you a trapper's investment identity that you can run with. One, be an independent thinker. Data, value, or the, our pricing triggers. Data and value are our pricing triggers. Two, be patient because it can take some time for your investment to thesis to play out. Remember, I waited 18 months to buy Chipotle. Finally bought it at full 25. Boom, it went up to 1900. The thesis played out perfectly. And I got a list of those that I did that to. And number three, let's have discipline. Maintaining high investing standards is a plus. We got to maintain high investing standards and not letting the market bully us or sway us into momentum. Meaning we see the momentum of the market. We trying to ride the momentum. We don't need to do that. 
This also means not letting mediocre opportunities or hype manipulate us into making investments or making investment decisions. What does that mean? We see this doing that. We see this doing that. We see the market saying buy this. We see the market saying buy that. We see all the stuff on the news. We can't let that alter our investing thesis. One, be an independent tank, thinker. Two, be patient. Three, have discipline. This can be a part of your investing identity. I just gave you the blueprint. Screenshot this, write this, put it on your wall. I don't care what you do with it, but I just gave you a gem just here. Not for my trap masters. I make them go through a whole six-week intensive. Double back, do it again. I make them come up with their own investment identity based on what we doing because every investor is different. But I'm going to help a lot of people out tonight. So my trap masters go through something real intensive with me. So it's easy for them to come up with an identity after we go through it. I'm helping you right now. This is beginner, this, this the beginner level right here. You can't even invest in nothing if you don't got an identity. Investor identity. Screenshot this thought right here. Somebody online charged you $19.97 for this. Let's go a little further, Tudor. Dave, numbers next thing I want to talk to you about is how not to lose money. Write this down. Take a picture. This is how you don't lose money. One, buy strong companies. Two, buying strong companies that have sustainable competitive advantages, meaning when you ask yourself this question, what makes this company better than the other companies in this industry? Four, High returns on invested capital. That shows us that a company can invest some money and get great returns on that. That's amazing for us. Five, the company has good management. Next, the company has a strong balance sheet. And lastly, buy only at fair and discount prices. This will help you not lose money. Not only will this help you not lose money, this will help you outperform 70% of the people on Wall Street. And I'm going to be real with you. You can actually outperform me in a recession portfolio if you do this. Because with the recession portfolio, I'm actively managing that. I'm actively managing that. If you use these six right here, I promise you, and I don't promise or guarantee too much, I guarantee it's blue magic. It's blue magic. Those last two formulas are worth gold. When I gave you the investor identity and I gave you this, that's gold. You stayed here all night just for them two things. That's gold. I just slammed your ass. If somebody say they don't know where to start at, I just gave you better the first one and I gave you this one. That's a whole starting point. Now go to Trapping Tuesdays episode one and work your way down. Do the homework. Do the homework. You want to know what a good balance sheet is? The Wall Street Trapping Course tell you exactly what a good balance sheet is. They give it to you from A to Z. Let's go, man. Let's move it up further. All right, man. Let's try out a recession portfolio. First up, we got a, so we are up 6% on the year. Y'all see today we took a little hit. Uh, if y'all notice, Eli Lilly and VRTX is actually down. ExxonMobil is up $3,000. Lockheed Martin is up $9,000. Costco is up $7,000. ATRK, which is one of my gems. That's a gem for me. Is up $4,000. I think I told Trap Masters, I'm not lying, uh, Masters of the Triple Beam, 
and uh, Master of the Triple Beam and the Triple Beam team. Today, I told them the three stocks that I'm looking at to add inside of the Triple Beam portfolio. Now, here's what I'm going to do is when I do add those stocks, I'm going to probably black them out for like two weeks before y'all can see them. Now, y'all don't wind up seeing it, but I'm going to probably black it out for two weeks before y'all see it. I got to just let them, you know, I got to let them feel what we doing. I got to let them know what we doing. Let's go a little further. Now, this is crazy. So NVIDIA was up today. NVIDIA and Tesla was both going crazy today. And then at the last 30 minutes, now remember this, when you're looking at the market, the first hour of the market and the last 45 minutes of the market are the most explosive. Why? Because human beings get back in the market. The first hour of the market and the last 45 minutes to an hour of the market are the most explosive. Why? Because human beings start trading the market again. All during the day, they number out. After 1030, all algorithms are trading the market. All machines are trading the market. Just machines trading the market. And then at 3 o'clock, 245 is 3 o'clock, human beings get back in the market because they done waited for, they done waited for today's data to come in. And here we go. But as we can see right now, the options portfolio is up 85% on a year. We're not mad at that. I think so far we've made 90,000 in realized gains. And we're sitting on about another, I don't know what that is, four, six, 20, about another 30,000 almost in unrealized gains. So there we have it. Let's go a little further, y'all. All right, learn the lingo. I want to talk to y'all about this for a second, man. This is going to be real good. So today's learn the lingo is none other than sh uh, short selling. It occurs when a, so short selling, so there's always a, a, a misconception of what short selling is and what is shorting a stock, right? So people think, well, just because I put puts in your short selling, that's not short selling, right? You're just, you know, you're going against it. You're shorting the stock. Short selling is something completely different. Short selling is when uh, it occurs when, a, when you borrow stocks and sell it to the market. So you go borrow some stocks on margin at one price and then you sell it to the market at another price. And you're hoping that the market goes down so you can buy it at a cheaper price and then return those shares back to the person you bought it from. And then you take the split. Basically, you bought something on consignment at one price, sell it to the market, hope it goes down, buy it at a cheap price, buy it back at a cheap price, and then buying it back at the cheaper price, you get the middle, you get that back to the market, you take the rest. That makes sense? If you really want to understand what it is, go look at um, Billions. I think his episode is in season three. Axelrod did a short sale on some stocks and then uh, your boy's dad shorted the stock. They put Axe in a bind. They put Axe in a bind. So Axe, because Axe shorted it. And so what Axe had to go do was he had to go buy stock from somebody else. He had to go cut a deal on the side to pay that because they did what's called squeeze them. They squeezed him. And when they squeezed him, he had to go borrow the stock from somebody else to pay that off. So you, if you want to go get an idea of it, 
It is. It's something that you're not supposed. It's for real. It's a real, real, real complex thing. So most people just buy puts or they buy inverse ETFs and it's a done deal. You know what I'm saying? I don't even do that. That's all my league. <laughs> that's all my lead. That, that is complicated, though, you hear me? They flame my ass. <laughs> yup, he did. He bought him again. He had to buy him so he can cover what he borrowed. 100 pits, called a short squeeze. He had to buy him again so he can cover. He had to buy him at a high price so he can cover the squeeze. He had to buy him and he had to go bomb. Then he had to go bomb somebody he don't like. Oh boy, taxed him. Yeah, I got a million shares. How much is you ready to get? Let me fuck. How much is worth to you? Actually, bruh, that kind of price? He said you want it or not. So, yep, you definitely don't want short sale. Let's go a little further. Let's take on our commercial for a quick, man. What's good, Trappers, man? It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper. Right now, I want to invite you to an amazing experience full of value. That is my community, Trappers Anonymous. It's 100% the greatest fundamental investing community on the market. Listen, your portfolio should be a masterpiece. And the only way we get you there is if we help you to learn how to invest with confidence. Now, listen, I get it. Like, you don't know a lot about stocks or maybe you've heard people say how much money they lost in stocks, but I can guarantee you, one, because they weren't in the community, and two, they lack the information. Our goal in Travels Anonymous is to help you, really to hold your hand on the journey to becoming a confident investor, learning how to navigate through the different events that the stock market goes through to bring your temperament down, to take you from panic to encouragement. So listen, man, come join us in Trappers Anonymous. The link is below. Listen, if you want to be helped, if you want to truly make money in the stock market, if you truly want to let your money work harder for you than you work for it, there's no better time than now. This is an opportunity only for those who are willing to be on the journey. So listen, man, click the link below. Come join me in Travis Anonymous, man. I will see you in one of our mini classes, whether it's Moat Monday, whether it's the two-hour class we do on Sunday, or whether it's just a book club. Everything is geared toward making you a better investor so you can triple your network and turn your last name to an asset. It's your boy, Wall Street Traveler. See you in the trap. You want to come be a part of Travis Anonymous, man? You know, the people always ask me, what's the difference in Travis Anonymous and everything else you have? So it's definitely two separate communities. Travis Anonymous, man, you know, I'm more in there. Like, I think today we put ETF, um, Ticket Symbol Tuesday. So every day I'm in Travis Anonymous. Just about every day I'm in Travis Anonymous. Plus, we do the book club. Shout out to Lieutenant Casey. Shout out to the Texas Trapper. Shout out to the uh, Balance Trapper. Shout out to the DMV Trapper. Shout out to the Atlanta Trappers, the New Orleans Trappers, the Cali Trappers, the Florida Trappers, the Balance Trappers. Shout out to the Trappers, man. And then on Sundays, we do what's called Live from the Kitchen. It's a two-hour class, about two hours well, uh, every week. For about four to six weeks, we do one sector of the market. And then four, three to four Trappers every week come in and break down stocks. Lieutenant Casey is amazing. He does the book club. Lieutenant Paul does Wild Out Wednesdays. And then we just have so many um, Lieutenant Ash. We have so many amazing lieutenants up in there. Um, and then the difference between the Patreon, the Patreon group is I'm more or less just put the stuff in there. Like tonight, we're going to do the breaking on a brick. Later on tonight, I'm going to put that stock price in there, give them a little breakdown. But I'm not active in there. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I put what I'm supposed to put in there. I don't get me wrong. I answer some questions. Like, I don't leave them hanging. I answer some questions. But in the Patreon, it's me just giving you that work. Raw. Boom. Here. 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 You know what I'm saying? Then you get the triple beam. So it's two completely different communities. Um, they, they both are designed for separate things. But I won't do this, man. I won't shout out to all my trappers and I won't shout out to everybody for everybody that's in the Patreon, whether you in the Trappers Lottery Pick, if you in the uh, Triple Beam, if you in the Masters of the Triple Beam, shout out to y'all, man. And we got something coming for y'all in about two months. We got something dope, you hear me? And shout out to all my trappers and trappers anonymous because they just been rocking me for a long time. They've been rocking. You know what I'm saying? So also, oh, I'm about to tell y'all this right now. In April, in April, the next Trapping Tuesdays, the next Trapping Tuesdays when we come back, I'm going to give y'all the two dates that we're going to do live people in here. 65 seats. 65 seats, $97 a seat. But if you're in matches of the triple beam, you get a discount. If you're in Master of the Triple Beam, you get a discount. 65 seats. Now, I'm telling y'all right now, Master of the Triple Beam, they're getting real deep over there. It might be a problem. <laughs> they're getting real deep over there. So, we're doing 97 now. We're going to do two a month. We're starting off in April. Next month, next month, Tuesday, I'm going to have the two dates. I'm going to have the two dates set. You lock them in. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to just keep it real with you. It's going to be no refunds and no exchanges on that. I'm telling you not. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if I, I understand that something come up, but I can't let you push it to next week or the next week or the next week because somebody else is going to sign up for it. Somebody said, I want to put my skill against yours. You don't have to. I don't want to battle. You won. It's that simple. You won. Your skill better than mine, bro. You won. You feel me? You won. You don't even gotta, you don't even gotta defend it. Your skill better than mine, fam. Just that easy. You won. But we're doing $97, man. Let's go, man. All right, let's go a little further, man. 1 800 Trapper Hotline. Can I get it? All right, so 1 800 Trapper Hotline. Question. My question for Trap is As a new father, what's the best account to contribute to or investment to make for my newborn daughter? We're going to start working on this ASAP for those acres on a farm. Man, clap. Um, a custodial account. TD Ameritrade. E-Trade. Fidelity. Charles Swab. Go there, tell you want to open up a custodial account. Tell them you want to open up a custodial account. It's just like opening a bank account. You're going to put your information in there. You're going to be the custodial. Done deal. It's just that simple. Matter of fact, I just did something this week in Trappers Anonymous. One of the kings came in and he had his newborn in his hand. And I said, hey, bro, go open up that account for that newborn and I'm going to contribute $500 to it. I told him, once you open the account, screenshot me inside of Travis Anonymous, show me he opened up the account, I'm going to cash out him $500. I'm 
I'm 100% about that wealth game. I love this game. And so for the parents that's really, you know, taking that serious, man, salute that. And the reason why I can vouch for that is because I did that for my daughter. When she made one, we started doing it, and I haven't stopped. And I'm not doing this to boast or brag. I'm saying, I ain't have to tell y'all that. I'm doing that because when I see a young king, and he got his daughter in his hand, and he on Trappers Anonymous, and he on the live, that showed me commitment. And that ain't the first time I did it before. That ain't the first time I've ever done that. And so we should take that serious, man. We should take that serious. All right, next, Marcel D says. There we go. What's up, baby? What's up, baby? Save me the dinner. Okay, given that the economy appears to be running hot due to this month's job report, do you still, do you see any sectors that appear to be stable that could present some good investment opportunity if rates go higher than previously expected? So... I think right now, the semiconductor sector, the technology sector, and the consumer discretionary sector are doing really well. They're outperforming the market. Um, but they're running hot. They had a hot January, and all of them had a down February. Um, what I will say is, I wouldn't so much look for a hot sector because remember, in the sector that's down, if you can get them at a great price, remember I always say, man, a good investment, a good company is not a good investment if we get it at the wrong price. So I, I'm not going to say you have to look for a hot sector. I think if you get the right company in the right sector that's down, that presents an opportunity. And I think for, for the most important thing is you looking for the right opportunities in the market. Because if you get a company, if you get in a sector that's running, you don't want to buy a company at a 52-week high. You want to, you don't want to buy a company that's running hot. Because if you buy a company that's running hot, I can probably tell you what's going to happen. The minute you put your money in it, it's going to go down and you're going to be mad. And depending on how far it go down, you're going to be pissed off even more so. But if you buy, you feel me? But if you buy, you buy a great company that's in the downtrend, and you average down, once it goes up, it's gonna probably take off for you. So that's my, that's my, that's my, that's my synopsis for you, family. All right, man, let's go a little further. Breaking down a brick, man. So if you're in, if you're in a triple beam team or if you're in Masters of the Triple Beam, I will give you this tonight. Remember, this week I'm gonna give you two uh, lottery picks, so don't trip. All right, let's go, man. This week, triple beam, this week's breaking down a brick is Visa. Information technology company, right? The global digital payment technology company that serves individual and consumer clients, financial institution, and government entities. Let's go a little further. Right, so we put it on our list, man. Growing revenue year over year, they've been inconsistent. Net income growing year over year, they've been inconsistent for the last five years. Cash flow from operating activities year over year has been growing for the last five years, they've been inconsistent. But Free cash flow has been positive for the last five years. That's good. Gross margin for the last five years has been growing. They've been trapping on that. And earnings per share have been growing for the last five years. They've been consistent on that. Let's go a little further. Right? So when we look at return on invested capital, I mean, return on equity, um, it's consistently at 12 to 15%. They've been consistent. They trapping. Right. And return on invested capital. Remember, that's something we look at. A great company can have great return on investment capital. Right. They've been consistent at 12 to 15 percent. They've been trapping return on equity. There's at 38 percent. 
Return on equity is at 38% for them. They killing, they killing because the industry is at 16%. The industry is at 16%. They at 38%. Crazy. And return on invested capital, their return on invested capital is at 21%. So Visa definitely is strong right there. Let's move a little further. As we go a little deep, I'd like to, like to show you all the financial health, right? So current ratio is good. Debt to EBITDA is good. Interest coverage ratio is good. And servicing their debt is good. It's a company that can service their debt. We not mad at that. Let's go a little further. Free cash flow is growing at least an average of 16% over the last seven years. And their earnings per share has grown over 15% over the last um, seven years. That's good. So that shows us growth and stability in that company. Let's go a little further. I like Visa as a company. I think it's a great company. I don't think it has crazy growth like a fintech company, but they are in the payment processing. And I think it's, it's a... Uh, I think it's a solid company for you to have, you know, it's, it's, and, and breaking down a brick is more so like me just giving you a, a, a report card, uh, a check on a company. Right. All right. This week, we're going to talk about our certified travel of the week, man. I think this is a good one, man. This is a great one. Um, I actually wrote down some more stuff about this one. All right. Let's talk about it, man. So this week is dedicated to none other than, from rule, please, Robert Gordon. Robin Gord is a rich yachtsman who owned a coal yard. He mastered eventually, his masters eventually, eventually gave him a full control. He sold coal to local manufacturers and blacksmiths, accumulating thousands of dollars. With his wealth, Gordon finally was able to buy his freedom. What he did was he took the coal dust. He figured out that the coal, the dust left over, he can use that and sell that. And that really set him apart when he did that. Right, he went to investors for fifteen thousand dollars in coal yard. He employed bookkeepers, built his own docks and rivers, and purchased a coal boat um, by the boat land. Another thing he did was he bought a barge. He bought a barge to ship coal on as well, which was amazing. The thing about him is when we talk about people like Robert Gordon, they aren't mentioned in the history books. And so today, when I talked about something early, I talked about being financially incarcerated. When I talked about breaking that, it's talking about doing stuff like Robert Gordon. He found out how to use the dust from coal. The dust, the leftovers, the remnants, the residue. The residue. He took the residue and once the people, his so-called masters, slave owners, once they saw how good we was, guess what he did? He started selling the residue on the side. He started selling the residue on the side, cuz. Like, I'm y'all can take the coal, I'm going to sell the residue. He took the, the profits from the residue and bought back his freedom. When they asked him where he get the money from, he was like, yo, I, I bagged it up, I sold the residue. Because they always think they can outprice us. They always think we need them until you show them you can do a lot with the residue. I can do a lot with the residue. I ain't tripping. But once I get my own, I'm going to show out. Once I get my own, you're going to realize I was the asset. See, they already knew you was the asset. The key thing is they hope you never find out that you the asset. 
They hope you never figure out you the uh, asset. They want you to never figure out your worth. If I don't ever tell you your worth and you'll never figure out your worth, I can sell you anything. I can lowball you. I can easily get you to buy into this nine to five. And there's nothing wrong with a nine to five, but I can make you dependent on the nine to five. See, when you become dependent on the nine to five, that's when it's a different story. Right. So like I got the nine to five, but I also got investment money over here going crazy. So you ain't dependent on the nine to five. Like if your boss trip, you like bet. I ain't tripping. I got a whole I got 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 100 thousand dollars over here, bro. I'm going to give me another job and I know how to invest and I know how to trade. See, when you become the asset, it's a whole different ball game. You can play the game different. What can you do with the residue? What can you do with the shake? OK, here's the shake. You got a job. Boom. The same thing you doing at your job. Guess what? That's the residue. That's the shake. Guess what? You can go start a business with that. They already trained you. So instead of going on a clock, seeing how you can beat the clock, learn how you can be the best at this and I can start a business. You know why? Because you know everything that your job not doing right. <laughs> that boy is good. Mm -hmm. You know everything that the job not doing right. So here's what you do. You go perfect that and you start a business. Start from the ground up. Guess what you do? Buy back your freedom with the shake. All right, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. Jose, I'm going to leave. Jose like when we be on here this long, y'all. He be like, watch time, watch time, watch time. Tootie be like, man, put that watch down. <laughs> he ain't going to do nothing but lay home and lay in the bed, Jeremy. Talking about, whoo, we had a time in there. We had a time. Man. I was up all night, man. That's my dog, though, man. Seventh grade. All right, man. This week, well track, man. I think I think this dude is underrated, man. I think Big Sean is so underrated, man. He's so underrated. All right, so let's go into this well track, man. Y'all know why I talk about the well track, man. I talk about the well track simply because. You know, rap is, you know, I always say rappers are the gatekeepers, man. You know, ain't nothing we can do that can outdo the culture, man. Rap always do it, man. But I feel like there's so many lyrics and so many bars that we can use, but they got to rap the medicine and can it so we miss it. Um, I forgot the brother's name. And, you know, if y'all DM me a wealth track and I like it, I'm going to put it up. So the, the, the brother sent me this. He was like, Trap, this is a good one. And it's crazy because I had this song on my list. But because he hit it, I just played it earlier. But this, this song was on my list. It's called 24 Carats of Gold. And he said something, man. The first thing he says, start a franchise so my dog can quit wearing a 44 on his waist like it's his pant size. Let me just start right there. Start a franchise so my dog can quit wearing a 44 on his waist like it's his pants size. That's first. The wealth in that is starting a franchise. And then put your dogs on. Now, Jose cool. Brandon cool. But George and Tootie been my nigga since I was a kid. 
I rock with Hussey, don't get me wrong. I rock with B, don't get me wrong. But that's that been my dog since I was a child. I used to be on, I've been I've been fighting George since I was, I think about it. And he ain't never beat me up. Not because he couldn't, because it just didn't make sense. Like, bro, if I beat this little dude up, but then he had so much fun playing with me. He, I think he used to do shit to me because he ain't had no little brother. Put me on his neck, put me, we on Mardi Gras. Go jump on the float. <laughs> Go jump on the float. But he had my back. Tudor been my dog since seventh grade. Real talk. First thing when I started my business, I was waiting for me to be in a position to put my homies on. Put my people in position. It ain't going to always be a smooth ride. But I know one thing. We're going to build this thing out. All right, next one. He says... Like, why don't school teach us more mathematics, less trigonometry, and more about taxes? I'm going to keep it real with you, yo. I don't know nobody that took trigonometry that needed it. I don't know nobody that's a rocket scientist, so nobody who I knew that took calculus needed it. But if you teach me about taxes... And I ain't talking about regular taxes. I'm talking about the Donald Trump taxes. <laughs> I'm talking about the kind that Donald Trump people know. Orange man people. You feel me? They be teaching us stuff in school that be unnecessary. Like my daughter came home today, man. And I was like, bro, why they don't just say one plus one equal two? They like one. You put a one here. You draw the circle right here. I'm like, bro, why is they messing up addition? One and one, one plus one equals two. You don't got a one, one circle here, drawing two lines right here. And my daughter come home like, Dad, I learned a new strategy. I'm like, strategy? <laughs> well, I mean, the strategies you need for one plus one equal two. Five plus five is ten. What you need a new strategy for? But I don't argue with it. I just say it in my head and I just be like, all right, baby, because she get it. I'm like, I'm like, you smart, baby. You very smart. But in my head, I'm like, why did, what, what? What is the new strategy? What, what is the what is the new strategy? All right. <laughs> what is the new strategy? One plus one is two circles. I'm what you playing, hangman? What is these lines on? <laughs> what is these lines on here for? I don't know. <laughs> I hate to see when she get the division. It's gonna be, I'm going to be like, baby, daddy don't know that. I stopped going to school with that. And she'll be like, well, daddy, you teach investing. How you don't know? Then I'm going to have to, I don't know how I'm going to answer that. All right, man, let's go, man. Listen, man. So as, as we, as we, as we, man, I hope y'all had, let me, let me see in the chat right quick if you enjoyed tonight, man. Just let me see in the chat right quick if you really enjoyed tonight. I told y'all tonight was going to be one of them nights. I felt it from the moment. From the moment I got on the stage. From the moment I sat behind here. I knew tonight was going to be one of them nights. I just understand the importance of this game. And I love teaching it. I had a conversation with Jose today. He said, Trap, man, I don't really think you know, like, 
the proportion to like who you really are. He said, I don't really think you get it sometime, bro. I say, bro, I'll never get it. Because to me, I'm just free. The Wall Street's trap of stuff is new to me. I was a cool dude when I was broke. I was a cool dude when me and my daughter were sleeping on an air mattress. Now, I'm not going to never say that like money not important. I'll never say that, but I never started this for money. And my cousin George right here and my right hand be my witness. When I first started this, I, I was excited about how many lives we can change in my line, cuz. I say, bro, you can change so many street niggas' lives with this. Excuse my saying. I say, bro, you know how many people I can get off the street if they learn how to invest? I say, bro, you know how many females I know I can tear out the strip club? They learn how to invest. You know how many females I know who set dudes up for a living? If I teach them this, they ain't never got to do that no more. I came in this game for impact, yo. And then I started making money and I was like, bet. But that ain't never changed me because I still was perfecting my craft. I was still going to the market getting bread out of it. So I ain't gonna lie to you. If I ain't have a team and we ain't really had to go to sleep, y'all, I'll sit here two, three, four. I love doing this. The people around you can tell you, the people, they like, bro, this dude cut. My TV dude, only time my TV go off CNBC is when my daughter wanna watch TV with me. Are we watching TD Jakes? Other than that, yo, I love the game. I love teaching people this game because I know how much freedom is inside this game. So I won't have a talk with y'all before we end this tonight. I want y'all to understand the importance of this. So as we close tonight, and as we get into this wise words from the OG, it's about us having a talk. It's about us having a conversation. I want us to ride out tonight. So this segment right here is called Wise Words from the OG. And I want us to know this, man. The game we playing is a winnable game. But I'm gonna ask you a question. What's new must be transitioned into. What's new must be transitioned into. Even when we know the new is better, there's still discomfort there. The best example I can give you that of that is this. Moses, under God's divine order, freed the Israelites from Pharaoh. But the journey wasn't what they thought they had in mind. The freedom that they yearned for, the freedom that they dreamed for in their minds, it came at a cost. 
a large percentage of them truly thought they'd be slaves for the rest of their lives. But when they were free, it shocked them. It caught them off guard. Because it was abrupt. Think about it. A lot of people in here say, I'm going to be a millionaire, trap. I'm going to be successful, trap. And then it happens. Did you really believe it? Because if you did, I want you to understand that excellence is groomed in mediocrity. I want you to understand that before the wealth comes, you got to prepare for it. You got to believe it. What I love about the old photographs instead of the new photographs is the new photographs on the phone are instant. You take the picture, it's right there. And we believe life works that way. But the old ones had to develop. They was developed in the darkness. It took time. And so some of us operate through life that same way. We want it instantly. But the mediocrity prepares you for the freedom. Freedom from the bondage. It prepares you to exit at the middle class. It prepares you the exit of workers to check the check. It prepares you to shine in the dark so that the opportunity doesn't scare you. I want you to think about it. Even when they got free, they was excited. They was happy to be from Pharaoh. But because they weren't prepared, the moment they hit adversity, the first thing they said was, Moses, you trying to kill us. You brung us in this desert to die. What? What? Because they never were truly prepared to be free. They thought about it. But only a few did. The freedom you want will require more than what you're putting in right now. But here's the most compelling part of that story. Escaping Pharaoh's whip. They also had to give the give up the convenience of Pharaoh's food. Escaping Pharaoh's whip. The harshness. I won't be free. I won't be this. But you also got to give up the convenience of Pharaoh feeding you all the time. I want you to understand that the freedom you want means that you have to take the initiative. You have to have the audacity 
to break free from financial incarceration. Are you willing to give up the convenience? Going to every party, buying all the things you want. The convenience of what you have right now is going to cost you the luxury of being free. And because freedom is something that everybody wants, I can promise you, it is an acquired taste. Once you taste it, once you taste it, I promise you, you can never go back. Shabor the Wall Street Trapper. Thank y'all for another episode of Trapping Tuesday. I think this is the best episode we had thus far. Thank y'all for rocking with me. 32 episodes in, y'all. want y'all to do me a favor. Like this. Tell some, like share. I want this to be the most shared and seen episode we ever had. So that means everybody that tapped in tonight, I need you to share the link for this tonight to somebody. Matter of fact, put the link in your group chat and say, yo, let's watch this and let's break down those because dude gave us game for three hours, nonstop. 7 to 10.02. And then Thursday, when we drop the audio, I want you to tap in again. Because remember what I told you, Repetitious. Repetitious. It has to become the new norm. I want you to give up 60 days. Remember, we talked about that earlier. 60 days. 60 days, y'all. I want you to give up 60 days of whatever was taking you away from being wealthy. 60 days of sacrifice. 60 days of commitment. 60 days of discipline. 60 days of taking notes. 60 days of listening to the audio. 60 days of coming to the YouTube. 60 days of talking to your, your friends in the group chat about it. 60 days of looking up stocks. 60 days of putting a watch list together. 60 days of paying yourself first. 60 days of sacrifice. 60 days, y'all. 60 days. you do 60 days, yo, I promise you, you've now created new habits. We don't win or lose by the data. We win or lose by the habits. What financial habits do you have? For 60 days, let's look in the mirror and let's address all the bad financial habits we have. Let's address them. Let's look at them. Let's write them down. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be scary. You're going to be like, God damn. But 60 days, we got to look at them. 60 days, we got to commit. 60 days, we got to be disciplined. I'm telling y'all, these people saying we about to go into something deep. But for most of us, we already in something deep. People depleting their savings, people overcharging, people overdrafting. We already in something deep. We got to change it now. And now is the best time to change it while the market about to give us so many fire sales. We can triple our income. We can triple our network. We can change our last name to asset. 60 days, y'all. 60 days.
time for us to change the game, man. And I don't care what nobody else doing. Trapping Tuesday is the dopest show on the block, and every day we're gonna come and we're gonna commit to it. Every Tuesday night, we're gonna come commit to it. Every Tuesday, we're gonna come give you some game. Every Tuesday, you're gonna leave here a better investor. Every Tuesday, you're gonna leave here better at playing the stock market. Every Tuesday, you're gonna leave here un better at understanding what's going on in the market. Every Tuesday, we're gonna build your confidence up and making plays. Every Tuesday, we're gonna get to a point where you say, I don't care about a recession or a bull market, I can make a play. 60 days, y'all. 60 days. This ain't about me for 60 days. I won't help you. If you rock with me for 60 days, 60 days, I'm going to commit even harder to you. I promise you for the next 60 days, I'm going to give you a better episode every time. My team, we locked in. They see the type of time I'm on. We have a game. We have a game plan before every episode. 60 days. It's episode 31, 32. I mean, episode 62, we're going to cross the year and we're going to go crazy. We're going to cross our one-year mark, we're going to go crazy. They say most people that got shows quit by, by 50 episodes. I'm trying to go 50,000 episodes. I told my team we're going to win an Emmy because we're going to change the culture doing it our way. We're going to change the community doing it our way. We're going to have more people investing in the stock market doing it our way. And this is going to start right now. 60 days, y'all. 60 days. 60 days. But in them 60 days, I need you to do a favor for me. I'm going to help you. I'm going to dedicate. I'm going to pour into you. I promise you that. Show me somebody else who can do this by themselves for three hours. No co-host. Nobody coming to talk with you. No break, 63 hours straight, non-stop. Entertaining, educating, fun, inspired, motivate. Three hours and I can keep going. I need you to do something for me. I was upset today. I looked and saw that we was number 134 on the charts. That pissed me off. Because there's not 134 shows putting out more game than me. There's not 134 shows giving out better game than me. There's not 134 shows getting better production than me. There's not 134, there's not 134 shows that can do what I do day in, day out, week after week after week after episode after episode. There's not 134 shows more committed to me. So it pissed me off, not on y'all, but on me, because that means I ain't been pouring in enough. That means I ain't been doing enough. Ain't no way in the hell I'm 134 in the charge, yo. So I want y'all to do something to me. As I keep giving y'all game, as I keep pouring out to y'all, I need y'all to go on Apple, Spotify, whatever I need you to go on there and I need you to download every episode of Trapping Tuesdays you can tonight before you go to sleep I need you to download them every day I need you to download every one you can we put out an episode Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday we chop the episodes up I know damn well they ain't 134 shows better than me but it's my fault because I ain't told y'all to go download it in a while that's on me I'm gonna take that yo download those episodes y'all come to this YouTube and download them too it's your boy the Wall Street Trap man I love y'all y'all have a good night man